0: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 307 of the Exceptional Scribble Show. I am your host, Sage, the page poet that is my signature on TalkTo.com welcome 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 everyone it's another terrific tuesday night and we are coming to you live yes live via the talkshoe.com internet radio server and one more thing for tonight we always begin with the following. I like to first pay tribute, okay? So we won't go any further without me first giving thanks. I'm first saying thank you to the almighty. Why? Because he is my strength. I'm thankful to him for giving me another time of fellowship. This is fellowship. We are communing with one another. And this is a good thing. We are sharing, we are sharing information by way of TalkShoe.com's broadcast. We are communicating with each other and sharing experiences these are good good things so the kind of show this is for anyone that's tuning in for the first time the kind of show this is is the following number one we are on the air to provide a platform to local authors to authors that are familiar as as for their residency meaning these are people that may be our neighbors these are people that could be our teachers these are people that could be our parents our children and they are writers and many of them have composed good literature but not enough people know about their work. So this is a platform that grants exposure to authors, writers, even poets and spoken word artists, whom are unsung. They are the unsung heroes, heroines. Their works are championships. Meaning they are writing some awesome literature that empowers people's lives. And people don't know who they are. That's not okay. So I was compelled, I too, I am a published author. So I was compelled to create this For the following reason, our authors, who are our local authors, they deserve to be known and recognized for the great authorship and good literature that they are producing. So this is why this show exists. That's one of the causes. Also, it is to promote literacy. I do have a background in education as an educator. I am very passionate about helping those that need support. They need learning support in the area of literacy. Some of them, English is their second language. Others of them, they're just young, they're novices. They have a lot to learn about reading and writing. So that's another mission of this show. For those that don't already know this, it's important that you do. So I wanna encourage you, this show you can share with others. We come on the air every Tuesday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And it's all about enrichment, literacy enrichment. This is also a platform where we educate, our community about the things they should know about wellness. So I have um, supporters and friends such as Sky Ski Rio, who calls in from the U.S. Virgin Islands, the Island of Saint Croix, and he provides a lot of wholesome, very wholesome teachings, instructions for those that want to live a healthy life. And yes, dietary facts, and a lot about the herbs that so many of us today we have strayed away from it. But a lot of us came up during the times when our grandparents and parents, they used to have us take cod liver oil, castor oil. Um, It wasn't go to the doctor and the doctor prescribing medicine. It was there's a plant. There's an herb. There's something that comes from the earth. The Almighty put it in the earth for that cause. And it was created to heal us of whatever disease, illness, sickness, infirmity we are suffering from. So we are fortunate tonight. This show exists, but better than that, I am so honored tonight, ladies and gentlemen. I need you to lend me your ears right now For tonight, our topic is Divinely Inspired Literature. And tonight's show's platform will be featuring Bishop Dr. George Eliot Gibson II, otherwise known as the Inspirational Revolutionary. He is an author of Refreshing Reflections, 365 Moments of Meditation. There's a civilian edition and a military edition by, and the military edition is co-written by Reverend Dr. A. Chelerine Lang, who is a published author. And I do apologize if I didn't pronounce some of her name correctly. And Dr. Georgie Gibson Junior or the second is author as well. More about the author. Dr. Bishop George Eliot Gibson II is the acclaimed author of another book. That book is entitled The Game of Life. Bishop George E. Gibson II is the shepherd of the Christian Love Worship Cathedral and diocesan bishop of the Mid-Atlantic region which comprises Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Delaware, Maryland, District of Columbia, and Virginia. He also serves as the chair for the House of Bishops under the United Covenant Churches of Christ. For more about the special guests and featured literary artists, I'm gonna encourage you to do the following. I need you to join me in the chat room how do you do this all you need is internet access you can visit my chat room for the show and broadcast tonight by doing a search under the following it's www.talkshoe.com i repeat www.talkshoe.com once you have navigated to the home page of TalkShoe.com, you want to look for the search engine bar, that blank space that you need to type information in to do a search. When you find that, well, first, you wanna click on browse. There should be a tab that says browse. Once the page loads up, you wanna type this in the search engine bar. It should be a blank space for searching. You're going to type in our show's ID number. It's a six digit number. That number is 133193. I repeat, 133193. After you type that in, you will navigate to our home page. And the show's name, once again, is The Exceptional Scribble Show. You will see a series of links, so look for the link that reads episode 307, okay, episode 307, and after which you will have arrived. You can simply just click on. It should be a red colored tab that reads join the studio. Click on that, and you are connected, and you are able to chat in the chat room so I want to welcome everyone tonight those that are listening in welcome welcome I see someone guest 148 welcome welcome and listen if you're already with me in the chat room all you need to do is simply announce who you are give me your name and you can um, share a little about yourself if you want to give a title you can do that Or you can just simply say where you're calling from. I'm sorry, where you're coming in from, okay? And I appreciate that. All right. And I want to thank um, the caller. I see area code 302. Welcome. And is that our supporting uh, guest and panelists? Is that our supporting guests from the US Virgin Islands? If so, I'm just simply acknowledging I, I see you, and, and if you don't mind, just give me just a few more minutes, like maybe two minutes, because I want to finish um, introducing our special guest, and then we're going to get started with the interview tonight. So thank you so much for your call. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in, in general. For those that would like to call in to, to participate, during the dialogue. Here's the call in number is area code 867-292-3066. I repeat 867-292-3066. Listen closely for the voice prompts. Listen closely for the voice prompts. You will hear instructions on what to do next. You will be asked for the show's ID number after that you need to type it in on the phone tell on the telephone keypad our shows ID number is a six digit number it's 133 193 i repeat 133193 after that you will be asked for a pin number a pin number the pin number for you as a guest is 1 so you want to press 1 on the telephone keypad and then press the pound key after that you should hear a voice that says you are now unmuted you may join the call when that happens your mic is open any noises in your background will be heard live so i'm asking that you only unmute unmute your mic when you are in a location that is soundproof so that we can provide our listening audience with the best quality for listening. Okay, we wanna um, maintain courtesy to all callers on both ends, those that are speaking as well as those that are listening. Now, when your mic is open, I do need for you to give me the opportunity to introduce you to speak. I can see your area code. So I will announce your area code. I can see it and then when your area code is announced, I am inviting you to now speak. When you hear that, you are welcome to begin speaking. So at this time, I am rolling the red carpet and turning the spotlight on to our special guest, whom is a first time guest on the panel of The Exceptional Scribble Show. So I'm gonna ask that everyone will welcome, along with me, our special guest for tonight. And I am so honored. And it is indeed a great honor to have this man on. Our show tonight. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I am issuing out a big welcome to Bishop George E. Gibson the second. And now we are beginning the exclusive interview hour. Welcome, welcome, Bishop Gibson.
1: With you. Professional scribbled um, about the opportunity. Thank you.
0: You are so very welcome, Bishop. And we're gonna uh, start with having you give us a little background information, kind of like a brief bio profile, uh, telling us about yourself and um, you know what you're passionate about, uh, how you got started, as far as ministry work is concerned, um, and also a little legacy um, history, if this is a mantle coming from one generation to the next, as far as ministry goes, alongside with uh, sharing with us how you got started with writing, because I understand we're, we're going to be discussing one particular book tonight, but this is not the only Book that you are an author of. So at this time, I'm handing to you the microphone and inviting you to share with us a little about you and the work
1: that you do. Well, thank you so much to your to your great and vast listening audience. I also have you uh, live on on Facebook to another listening audience. So we're listening to you and sharing with you as we take this time to participate in this oh. interview. And so- Wonderful. Uh, you got a whole and a bunch big shout
0: out to everyone that you have live <laughs> that's listening. <laughs> a big shout out from the Exceptional Tribal Show host. Yes,
1: thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. I, um, I've been preaching now for 40 years, and I've been pastoring now going on to my 37th year. So i actually been doing this for three-fourths of my life. And uh, God has been kind to me, for me, uh, the pleasure and the opportunity um, to pastor uh, the church the last uh, 37 years. Um, it's not that I haven't had another opportunity not that i haven't had other options along the way uh but uh, i hadn't heard another order to move and i believe that if god has called you you're supposed to listen to the commander in chief for the orders to move and because i didn't yeah hear another, i i didn't move and so um uh i'm i'm an educator like you so my undergrad my bs uh mm. is uh, in, uh, in intermediate education uh, with a concentration in U.S. history and American government and a, uh, a minor in psychology. So my undergrad and my work is in sacred theology uh, because uh, I, I, I was very much interested in the rituals and the ceremonial activity. Uh, that went on in the Old Testament. Uh, so that's why I kind of pursued that. My uh, doctoral work uh, had to do with uh, biblical etymology because I thought that um, if we're going to properly, rightly divide the word of truth we needed to understand the languages, uh, which is Hebrew uh, in the Old Testament, Greek in the New Testament, and then Jesus spoke in Arabic. And so... Um, it was a necessity for me, uh, because of my passion for preaching, uh, that I would be able not only to unpack and unravel, uh, but give proper uh, understanding and proper uh, interpretation, not to what I want to say about the word, but what God was saying about the word that others to write. So uh, I'm just grateful the opportunity to, to come. I do not come out of a family. I do not come out of a family of preachers. I am uh, the preacher in a uh, family, and, uh, but I come out of a family of praying women. Uh, so my my mother was a singer. My, my aunt was a singer. My grandmother was a singer. So uh, I, I, I'm I'm a singing preacher. I'm a preacher that happens to sing. Uh, yeah. Our church, Christian Love uh, Worship Cathedral, uh, affectionately called the Love Nation, uh, we are what I call a liturgical uh, church. In that our main emphasis, if you would come and visit us, our main emphasis is word and worship. It is it is what uh-huh. we do. It is what God has given us to do well. So we do worship yeah. very well. We do word very intently. So um, uh, I've done a lot of things in life. Right now I share as um, the president of the New County Delaware Fatherhood and Family Coalition. So um, that has been uh, involved in fatherhood. As a because in the black uh, community uh, one of the missing personnel is fathers, and so our uh, our young men and and young boys are 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 dying in the quagmire of community activity, gang activity, drug activity, and on and on because of lack of instruction, direction and protection uh, and correction of a father. And so uh, I work with uh, male mentoring. Uh, I have a rites of passage program that I wrote up uh, uh, called uh, 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 "Gentlemen from, from Boys to Men uh, in regards to uh, becoming a gentleman. I am clear that um, every girl will become uh, a woman, but you have to teach her how to be a lady. Every boy will become a man, but yeah. you have to teach him how to be a a gentleman. And so um, I'm adamant about a gentleman. I come from a family of all women. So I have three older sisters. I'm the baby and the only boy. So it was important that I was always a gentleman. I still believe in helping with coats and opening doors and all those things. I think those uh, chivalry for me is not, it is yet alive and we can be the best men that we can be. Uh, I, I share in 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 teaching not only men to have proper relationship with their children, but also uh, teach in parenting structures. Uh, how, how do we make the um, uh, the the object of affection and not get caught up into uh, adult conflicts? Uh, how do we make sure that the child does not become a in, in the movement chess game between a man and a woman that are not together but have to co-parent together? So I, I talk about how uh, those things need to be worked out. How we can make sure that the object of perfection is the child. And then I teach others how to uh, be able to navigate themselves uh, through. Uh, through 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 the court system, and when it comes to uh, child care and and being part of a um, system that 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 makes men not only pay but become penalized when they're not in the right places, the right spaces. So all of those things, I try to make sure that I I stay involved. So that's my thing. I, you know, I was, I was an ex basketball player, so I had good men in my life. And so one of the things that we're lack, lacking now is a uh, good mentorship and good models. Of, of, of. And so the church has been kind of my life and living. Uh, I am appreciative to what has been deposited into me. And so I richly pursue uh, doing the things that uh, I do uh, as a medium of giving back and reaching back and helping somebody else get ahead. Uh, As far as uh, none of the people in my family have ever written books, and so for me, um, I started getting uh, older in life in regards to ministry. I I thought that it was important that I put something uh, uh, ink to paper so that I could leave a a, a pattern, uh, I could leave principles, there are some failures and flaws and fractures that I have had along this journey of 44 years preaching and 37 years pastoring. And so my sons, in ministry. I don't want them to have to go through what I went through. They ought to see mistakes that I may be able to navigate around that and do that so they could be more successful and more prominent in their position and posture as pastors and preachers. So that's where I am. Uh, the, the United Covenant Churches of Christ is just a body of people, and I uh my uh, presiding prelate, Bishop Eric, from uh, of Brooklyn, New York, and uh, up from the Bronx, New York, and there's a lot of guys up there connected, but uh, I serve uh, as as a general board member. five of us on the general board, just lost one of our uh, board members, and uh I uh, serve as the House of Bishop, uh, uh Chair and also as the Diocese of the Mid Atlantic Region. So I'm just grateful for the opportunity to be with you. And whatever else you need to ask, and whatever we would need to talk about about the book, you fire away. <laughs>
0: all right. All right. Well, I have to. Take some time and just give you an applause for that fine intro about your life and what it is that you're passionate about and what it is that you currently are doing as for the many community-based projects. I want to commend you highly on those things because truly our community uh, is in dire need of support from within, um, yes. meaning community helpers of the community doing their part. And I can see that you are definitely doing your part and some. And I want to um, just say, we appreciate you. Just being a member of the community, we appreciate you knowing that it's um, challenging when there are still you know, so many needs and new ones arising every day, like right now. Uh, we're facing a global pandemic, and it's cross-state, it's cross-country, and some places, of course, it's more severe than others. As as for the the help um, and and just getting things under control, but um, just curious to know, is there any special projects that that your ministry is doing uh, to help during this time? to help families
1: in need, to help people. Mm-hmm. What, what, what we did as soon as we went into this pandemic and the social distancing, we had to make sure that uh, we bridged the gap of the digital divide and make sure that mm-hmm. everybody was able to access a computer so that on the various platforms, we'd be able to communicate. So what I did is I divided the church up to uh, responsible and accountable people to make sure that they cared for the body. So my deacons were responsible for all of our senior citizens and elderly. Our ministers were responsible for the church at large. So the church was divided up among all the ministers. So they would make calls every week, wellness checks to make sure that people we're not only doing okay. What were their needs? Uh, what could we assist them with? And then we had uh, the, the children and the youth. They put together their own uh, Google Duo uh, chat room, and so they meet, they chat and they share together. And then every Friday, I meet with leaders on the uh, go-to meeting, and we then do a wellness check to See how the leaders are doing, then those that they are accountable and responsible to, how they are doing, and what can we do to help others. We've had a few uh, have had uh, deaths uh, in our uh, congregation, um, loss of, of family members uh, that we had to uh, go and and do uh, their particular uh, funerals, and the new normal has changed how we handle that. And so uh, yeah. I serve as first vice president of IMAC. IMAC in uh, Delaware is the Interdenominational Minister's Action Coalition. So I serve as the first vice president. So we put together a 24-7 uh, COVID um, uh, prayer line. And uh, my wife, uh, the prophetess, she uh, took that particular Uh, task uh, on her shoulder and had people around the nation praying uh, for seven days for 24 hours. And so God uh, is is honoring uh, his people uh, at this time in regards to their posture and position in intercessory prayer. Uh, It is an imperative now uh, that intercessors stand tall, uh, that the prophets uh, stand tall. It is it is a time not only to see clearly, but also to be re- ready and, and ready and capable to do the spiritual warfare that is needed uh, because of our lack of leadership in the house. And so uh, when when there is no leadership at the top, then everybody so the, uh, is suffering because this lack of leadership. We are no longer... The superpower now, because leadership is so tainted, and so what we have to do is make sure that we're paying for the leadership of the country we have to be boots on the ground uh there are some people that have reached out to us uh, to do some some feeding programs, and so you know like like when when we are able to go out just a little bit like I think they opening up everything too early when we are able to go out. Just a little bit. There's going to be some people in need. We're going to have to. We're going to have to clean up the mess and the shambles that have been left behind mm-hmm. because uh, there are going to be some churches uh, that are going to close because they were not ready for this digital divide. So I have now, uh, not only you know my 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 partners members, but I have new partners and new. Are a part of me now because I have Facebook Live and YouTube and, and IGTV. Because uh, people need hope, people need help, uh, people need inspiration. Uh, that they need to know that that that, that, that we're going to get out of this. That God is going to bless. In and God wants us to prepare ourselves for called uh, the the Great Awakening. And, and, the, and the new Azusa, and uh, and, uh, and the Brownville revival. The revival uh, harvest is, is about the... We're going to have to be ready as the laborers in the vineyard to make sure we gather the harvest, bring in the sheep, that God will give bro- glory. This time of quarantine, we have to become mentally strong, spiritually sharp, you know, emotionally intact. All of these things are because people are gonna need us as we come out of this. It is not gonna be uh, what it was before we went in That People are not gonna come back quickly. They be hesitant because they don't know because they've been misinformed about the virus.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know? Your thoughts? Thank you. <laughs> yes. I'm just yes. Taking a- um,
0: so what we'll do now, um, there are some callers on the line, okay. and I want to invite them if they would like to speak. The first caller is called from area code 215-237. Welcome, caller. Area code two one five two three seven. Welcome. You can give your name and if you have a question to direct to our special guests feel free to do so or if you just have a comment or remark feel free to share. Okay I guess they're not ready to speak yet. When you're ready just simply um, announce your name and that you would like to speak and you can uh, address us as to whom you're directing your communication with next i see a caller area code 856878 area code 856878 welcome your mic is open welcome caller area code 856878 Okay, I'm not sure if they're having uh, some difficulty with their audio or not, but um, anyone who's on the call, if you would like to speak, I just simply need you to announce your name and where you're calling from. And as a courtesy to our listening audience, one speaks one at a time. Thank you. Okay. All right. So what I'll do is I'm going to continue on. With a few okay. questions, um, yeah. the first one is in reference to your literary work, which is entitled
1: the. Reflect-
0: yes, reflections. Three hundred and sixty-five moments of meditation. Now, yes, I ma'am. noticed you have both a civilian edition and a military edition. Could you explain to us the reason for doing that?
1: Yes. And so, um, when I uh, was challenged by uh, a Array, is somebody coughing uh, in the back something? I hear some noise in the back that you told me I shouldn't be hearing, and I should be, be paying attention to. Not like somebody's coughing or, or, or I hear some constant noise. Coming. But um, a Green, Dr. Lang is the first black female captain in the Army, female captain in the Army. And so uh, last September, she was being deployed, uh, going to um, Iraq, Iran, Jordan, all areas in uh, the Middle East. They are there now. So she asked... What I consider writing a devotion uh, for those that were being deployed. Uh, so uh, I started putting ask at hand. They won't be back until November. So she wanted a, a year of information. So that's how we came out every edition because uh, we wanted to uh, share as she was the first. At Captain Chapman, she was sharing also with some of her friends who I didn't know that all of the in all military branches actually meet at various times to talk about how they can help one another. And so uh, I, in turn, to her, if we're doing the military edition. Uh, uh, We need to do a civilian edition because as we were coming into 2020, uh, I was saying that the people are going to need a discipline uh, because uh, 2020 is going to demand a kind of focus. Uh, They're going to need uh, some direction and I could put a tool in their hand so that they in turn uh, can have a devotional that they uh, uh, not only read but also pray, meditate, and journal their journey. So I wanted a nation of people to journal their journey with me for 2020. And so and that's why we came up with the military edition and uh, also uh, the civilian edition. Now the military, edition, uh, it has uh, 475 pages to it and the the civilian edition has four hundred and forty eight pages to it so so both of them are are, are very uh thick, thick books and what i am just trying to do is, is is give a word of inspiration uh, uh a word of information uh a, a word that would edify and build up uh the people of god and whoever read this i i one of my goals is get uh the uh the the uh, military edition into every soldier's hand. That's one of my goals. So so we're trying to to, to move, it, move it in, in those directions. That's, that's the reason for the civilian version and the um, uh, military version.
0: Okay. Thank you. You've answered that question well. And um, I don't know if I asked or not, but do you have any experience as for being a military,
1: being enrolled in the u.s military oh ma'am i'm I, I, i'm not a military guy my father was in the navy but but i I made sure for me everything was about education and I was, I was an ex-ball player so i got i got drafted by the Sixers in 1977. so i was an ex-basketball player and so basketball my parents would not have been able to put me in school so my basketball prowess uh, gave me 250 scholarships when I left, but high school in Philadelphia. Wound up going to Winston-Salem State University in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. So uh, basketball has been a life. Awesome,
0: awesome. So that's
1: wonderful news. I'm sure for
0: all our youth out there that are tuned in, that are listening, that are on that same path, um, as yeah. for their dreams, that yes it can definitely open those doors and avenues for you in terms of continuing your education and scholarships and um, a lot of other app- opportunities. As you mentioned, you traveled, you were in, did you say um, Norfolk?
1: No, I was in Whistler. in North Winston- should... uh, Winston- oh.
0: Okay, got got it, yes. So um, one more thing about your book. I'm sure a lot of people um, are online and they are uh, downloading the eBooks. So electronic books now are are more popular than the paperbacks um, and uh, hardbacks. And we also have the audible books as well that people uh, tend to um, enjoy listening, and hearing their books being read to them. So, is your book, or are your books available in ebook format too? Uh, and are
2: they? they and are. All- mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, there'll be a ebook format. They're not available right now. Ebook format or the audible. And somebody, as a matter of fact, a gentleman just asked me about coming to a studio to put my book on audio. And uh, right now you could get it from Amazon, or either any of my platforms, uh, you can contact me, and uh, just I, I'll just do the necessary uh, exchange with you, and then I'll autograph the book and I'll mail it to you. So uh, that's what most of the people uh, have been doing. And uh, that, that's been working really, really well, but I'm working on the other uh, platforms as, as we're speaking. Wonderful.
0: And... Um... One of the reasons for this show even existing, we grant our literary artists the opportunity to promote their, of course, their uh, literary works, but also any platforms that you have. So at this time, I'm going to ask that you will uh, share with our listening audience all about your platforms, how they can um, connect with you via other uh social media platforms and you can share what those social media platforms are at this time
1: okay thank you so much so uh there's a audience with you and me right now on facebook live and uh my facebook live is bishop george gibson then there's a facebook for dr george e gibson second and then there's another Facebook for the Love Nation, and so those three Facebook uh, platforms are available. We also have a Love Nation platform on uh, Instagram, uh, and also the official Bishop Gibson's page on Instagram. Uh, and so I have a, a wonderful gentleman by the name of David who who moves all of my information and the church information. Uh, through the various platforms on um, on um, the social media. We also have a Bishop George, he gets in a second, YouTube page. So we also work uh, with YouTube. And um, you can always, uh, what what happened uh, some years ago, I bought my name. So if you put my name in the Google engine, everything about me will come up. <laughs> and so uh, I, I try to make, you know, Google is the engine. So, if you you, you connected with them, you know people could kind of uh, get in touch with you and reach out to you. And so uh, we, you know, and then Amazon uh, has uh, both both of the books uh, uh, on that on their engine. And then again, you can then reach out to me, and I can also see the book. So that's kind of where we are right now.
0: Okay. Thank you. Thank you. As a courtesy to our listening audience. Okay. Listening audience, I wanna uh, address those of you who are in the call queue right now. I'm sure that uh, some of you may want to speak directly with uh, Dr. and Bishop Georgie Gibson II. So I'm going to announce you according to the area code and then the next three digits, which I see that are showing up uh, in the call queue right now. So when I announce you, by that notification. All I'm asking is that you will respond, give your name, tell us where you're calling from. And if you have a question, or if you have a comment or remark, if you would share it at that time. So I'm seeing area code 302 328. Area code 302 328. Welcome. Okay, area code 302-328. Your mic is open, welcome. You are invited to speak. Okay, I'm gonna move on to the next. um, Hello. Hello, welcome. Area code, yes, I can hear you. You need to speak up a little louder. You are welcome to speak and please give your name and where you're calling from. Thank you.
2: Okay, my name is uh, Jackie Moultrie, and and I am calling. Okay, my name is Jackie Moultrie.
0: Yes, we can hear you. And, Continue.
2: Okay, and I, um, I am truly enjoying the book, Refreshing Reflections, and I love um this George E. Gibson uh, does a refreshing, refreshing reflection every night that we're able to go along and read it. It's so important that we do pray and we have the opportunity to meditate and journey what we get out of the book. Uh, I love the fact that there are scriptures that we can re- go to for reference and to get a better understanding of what we see out of the book. So I think this is just a wonderful book, and I'm just delighted to be able to be part of the group that we have with refreshing reflections. So I um, commend you on your book. Also, to the other book uh, that you wrote, Very inspiring. 360. Well, thank you so much. That's that's one of my big. And I thank you. Bye bye.
0: Thank you. All right. Awesome. 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 It's wonderful to hear from persons who have read the book and who still refer and reference it on a daily basis as she has shared. Um, I take it this book is definitely one for us to have for those moments when we are just in need of that time of of solitude and silence, which is golden, and we need to just simply have prayer and simply just have that release, that time of release, because we engage in so many different activities activities in one given day. We need to be able to just have a time where we can just steal away and we can just kind of break from everything, all the busyness, all the activity, and just have that time to concentrate on, okay, what's useful, what's blessed, what's good, you know, what's significant, what's important, and just become more centered on our divine purpose. Why are we here? Um, What is our life mission? Things like that. So this is great. This is a book that I'm feeling and sensing that everybody should have. Like it's a book that definitely belongs in everyone's home. So I want to encourage. Yes. So I want to encourage.
1: Yes. I'm sorry. No, no. Let me share this with you. So, so Uh because. A, a, it's a daily devotional. We we today read devotional 126. So this is the 126th day in the year mm-hmm. 2020. And so what we do is that I have a platform on Facebook Live every day at 6 p.m. from 6 p.m. to 6:30. I do a refreshing reflections group that meets. And I call it my family devotion. We have a family devotion hour, six o'clock Monday through Friday. And I read um, the 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 moment of meditation for that day, and then I extrapolate and expand on that uh, to give further uh, dialogue and explanation of God's word and and the thoughts that you should be centering in on uh, for of that particular devotion. And then I try to encourage everybody to pray, meditate, and then write out, journal your journey every day so that you can uh, have a sense of, as you look back, some of the things that you saw, things that you accomplished, and some of the things that you move forward in.
0: Wonderful, wonderful. This is really good instruction as well. I I can see where the, the educator in you is very much in the forefront as well with this work. And we all need guidance even in how to do uh, meditation in a way that's wholesome for us, mind, body, soul, and spirit. So this is great, this is great. And you're on uh, Facebook Live, is it Monday through Friday?
1: Yes, uh, Monday through Friday uh, from 6.30, I do the family devotion. And I do what is called the Refresher reflection Group. So I ask everyone to join the group. And then I'm on at 7.30 on Tuesday. And then I'm on at 9 a.m. on Sunday morning.
0: Oh, okay. Awesome. This is great. This is great. I'm definitely, definitely glad that I have you on tonight. And even just to share that, with our listening audience because i know right now a lot of people because of the the um social distancing mandate a lot of people are not able to gather and fellowship at their local church or synagogue mosques and so forth so they're looking for the opportunity to be able to uh gather with others who are spiritually minded like-minded and spiritually minded and to be able to have this devotional time. So it's wonderful. This is great to um, have you to announce that, yes, you can engage and on Facebook. I'm, you know, okay. that you're coming live via that platform. That's a wonderful thing. Um, and it's Monday through Friday. And you did announce the Sunday. Could you re announce the information? Because some people have just
1: um, tuned in. I want to make
0: sure they hear it.
1: So it's Monday through Friday, Refresh and Reflections, that is my family devotion hour from 6 p.m. to 6.30 p.m. Then on Tuesday at 7.30 is my word explosion or my Bible study from 7.30 to 8.30 on Tuesday. And then on Sunday morning is our worship experience from 9 to 10 on Sunday morning. So those are those are the platforms that you can, you can get us. My wife uh, has uh, in, uh, United in Prayer, United in Prayer, which is a uh prayer piece that she has. And it meets uh, at 6 a.m. for a half hour and then 9 p.m. for a half hour. And this is uh, Monday through Friday. It is in prayer. So she has speakers from around the globe who give a uh, short uh, devotional and they pray. So they have particular uh, topics that they zero in on every week. And so uh, we have a deeper life uh, that is held by my wife on 6:30 on Thursday, 6:30 on Thursday. So there's a lot that we have going on. We are, we are, we are a church of prayer and a Church of Word. So uh, it's a lot that we have going on. People just need to be empowered. Uh, they, they, they need to be encouraged and uh, they need to be properly informed.
0: Yes, wonderful, wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing the ways in which people can connect with your broadcast and how they can be uplifted because this is a time right now where we're all in need of inspiration and edification. And um, you're definitely you're definitely getting it done with your ministry. Now if you can just share a little about Love Nation, how that name uh came into play for the the ministry and uh what the philosophy of Love Nation is and a little okay. about Love Nation. Thank you.
1: So um I I came to uh Holy House of Prayer for All People. Thirty-seven years ago, at the tender age of twenty-four, <laughs> and mm-hmm. so um, it was a church that was a split from another church. So I came to a very wounded situation. So after uh-huh. a year, uh, we 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 asked God for a, a, a name, and and the name of the church then was Christian Love. Baptist Church, Christian Love Baptist Church, named the Christian Love Baptist Church. And and as we continue to grow, and I continue to uh, uh, kind of expand the wings of the ministry and seek God's face, I, I wanted it to be a ministry that was kind of non-denominational with a Pentecostal experience. And so uh, we moved to 32nd and Montgomery Street, and when we moved there, we 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 changed the name to Christian Love Worship uh, uh, Worship Center, Christian Love Worship Center. And so, um, when we changed it to Christian Love Worship Center, uh, the church began to grow in a different way. And then um, before people were all into praise and worship, I, I was born it like 30 years ago, you know? So, so that, that was kind of my, my, my motif. I had some of the greatest uh, musicians and uh, some of the greatest singers that God uh, has ever put on on the earth. And then um, when we moved to Ninth and Lehi, uh, I became a bishop, uh, I think about 12 years ago and and when we moved the night to Lehi, um, one of my friends came in, uh, the bishops came in to charge and challenge my people. And he said, well, man, uh, the, the, the bishop, you know, in Rome uh, sits on a cathedral, and so the bishop needs to have a cathedral. So you're going to have to take the center off your church and call it Christian love. Worship Cathedral, so then it became Christian Love Worship Cathedral. And then uh, what has happened over the years is that I would preach two or three times during the year our name, Christian Love, that we had to embody the agape, had to digest agape, that if love was our name, we had to be our name. So even to this day, if you come to our church, everyone love everyone talks about uh, the hospitality so we, we are hospitality I call it hospitality overload. We are very hospitable, very loving that's what I teach. I am a very friendly people person, I am a very touchable pastor, and so uh I don't believe in superstars. I believe that pastors ought to smell like sheep if you're a shepherd you ought to smell like sheep you ought you ought to have been round the sheep, so that's kind of my 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 whole premise that uh we embody our name and so then we just became everybody just you know we just started i, I don't know I just called it love Nation one day and kind of caught on fire and so everybody uh, uh, uh started calling us the love Nation and that's what we go as we go as uh the love nation and uh I just have a great loving a uh, group of people, and 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 God is going to do something really, really special with us when we come out of this uh, pandemic, because uh, uh, we 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 we've been in we've been in the the secret closet, and and asking God for directions and and innovation and creativity, to do the things that are needed to be done, uh, in uh, uh, this coming uh, season. Wonderful, wonderful,
0: wonderful, great. Thank you. Thanks so much for sharing. Um, we do have a caller on the line, area code 856. I wanna grant them the opportunity to speak. Caller from area code eight five six eight seven eight. Your mic is now open. You are unmuted and you may now speak. Give us your name and where you're calling from.
2: Yes, my name is Eldry, and I'm calling from Salem, New Jersey my question is uh, what do you see for the uh, church in itself post
1: quarantine that's a good question Elddri I think that I think that the church, the, the 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 building brick and mortar uh might become more 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 of a studio <laughs> then we get back to what we saw as church or um I, I think that people are going to be a little hesitant uh to come back there there is going to be a a outburst in the very beginning when we release to come back Everybody's going to come. if They're going to stick and stay. that's yet to be seen. I think that revival is going to break out and a great awakening is going to happen. That's going to change kind of paradigm, not only how we do church, but how we minister to the community. What I really think is going to happen is that the least of these are going to have to be taken care of at another level because we have neglected that uh, for so long. And so I think that every church is going to be feeding, every church is going to be clothing, uh, every church is going to be lending assistance and aid. I think that C- those that have right paperwork and CDCs are going to be able to get whatever they need to take care of their communities. I think that we return it back to a community.
0: Amen, thank you.
1: Thank you. Thank
0: you for the question, Eldrie. Thank you, Eldrie, for calling in. And you said Salem, New Jersey, correct? Yes, I did. Wonderful. Well, I'm issuing a big shout out to Salem, New Jersey, on your behalf. Thank you for calling in. Thank you. I'm uh, welcoming the co-host of the Exceptional Scribble Show. Her title is Warriors, Queens of Forest, gentlemen. And after the exclusive interview hour tonight, she will be facilitating as lead facilitator of what is known to be called the Free Publishing Tips Hour. And during that time, we have callers to call in with questions about publishing. So before that happens, I'm going to have for Bishop Gibson to give us his final Thoughts, anything that he has. If there's any special announcement to make, he can give those too. And also, if he can provide our listeners with how they can correspond with him post tonight. Thank you.
1: Well, thank you so much for for having me and giving me this opportunity to to share with you. Um, Eldry is one of uh, the mothers of of, of my church a great, great uh teacher. Um, mm. my church is composed of Philly, Jersey and Delaware. So my my church is actually tri state. So, tri
2: State.
1: Yeah, so yeah, so 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 God has blessed us uh probably fifty five percent of the people, maybe yeah fifty five percent of the people come from Philly and then uh maybe thirty five forty percent Delaware, and another twenty from Jersey, so uh we have a, a, a nice collective kind of melting pot. um I want to just encourage people um in this season um, uh to, to keep your head up and uh keep your keep your ear uh to the mouth of god uh, if if you would take the time uh to do introspection. This is not the time to look at anyone else. This is not the time to try to emulate and get something from someone else. This is the time for you to get it for yourself. And you ought to make sure uh, that you find yourself in the secret closet and make sure that you're checking in with God. See what has happened is that church uh, became a drug uh, to our community. And what has happened is that sometimes uh, we were so inundated with being at church, doing church, that we forgot to do God. And so, and so, what I was telling uh, some people the other day that when you when you when you get ready to uh, paint a car, you, you have you you have, you have to sand it down to the raw metal, so so that uh-huh. so that the so that the paint can take so that the pain could take without bubbles and without lines, without smears. So you have to sand it down to the raw metal. And so what, what the quarantine, the COVID-19 has done to us, as he has sanded us down as individuals to the raw metal, because God wants to see, can you take on the smearing of the anointing? Can you take off, can, uh, can, can can I get that to you and smear you within and smear you without so that in turn, I can get from you what I call authentic. I can get from you uh, what is called the unadulterated. I can get from you what is called an, an anointing that, that will not be yielded. So I think that what has happened is that we're just down to the to the broad metal. So So now when you check on for worship or check on Facebook or Instagram or anywhere, There's no praise and worship team, there's no dancers, there's no accoutrements, there's no hype man, nobody to build you up, nobody to hype you up, nobody to work on your emotions. All you have now is, are you hungering and are you thirsting for the word of God? Are you hungering, are you thirsting for his righteousness? Are you chasing after God, are you trying to get a position, are you trying to get a spot? Are you trying to get to a microphone? There's no microphone for you to get to right now. There's no spot for you to get to. You're not usurping nobody authority. All it is right now is, is word without chaser. <laughs> and, and, and will that suffice for you? Do you need something else? Can, can you take the word without chaser? Will you find your, your inner man being built up by unadulterated word and wisdom and anointing, and will you be able to handle that? Because if you can handle that, when we come out of this, you're gonna be used mightily of God because he knows now to trust you because you're not just chasing a position and a title, but you're chasing after him. It's in the raw, that's it, Brian. Raw. So uh, I, I invite you, just come see me on Facebook, come see me Instagram, and look here, Love Nation, The Love Nation, Dr. George Gibson, Bishop George Gibson, all of the platforms, please. Uh, I have a word because the Lord has in my mouth has given me what is needed to be say, said in this time and in this season. I am so grateful uh, for you, Paige, today for allowing me to be a part of personal uh, Scribble, I have enjoyed my time with you. Uh, the Facebook people are just responding, responding, responding. They're still with us, and they are thanking you, too, for allowing me to be here uh, on this platform. I hope that I could come back again. Uh, because uh, The Game of Life 90 by 45, even though it's my first book, it is still a relevant book because it's not about basketball. 90 by 45 Mentions of a basketball court. But I but I talk about every life as a 90 by 45 you have to live in the confines of the boundaries that have been allotted. So one of the problems that we have as people is we don't know how to put the boundaries in our lives. So we let too many people trespass. We let too many people violate our private spaces. So you have to put demarcations in the sand. So uh, 90 by 45 is just uh new way uh, of living life in a lot of places. And so uh, I invite you to, to share with me any time. I'm just grateful for the privilege with you tonight. Thank you so very much.
0: Thank you. Humble thanks, humble thanks. And all the best um, as you continue on with your ministry work, as well as um, writing some more good li- yes, literature. I have, you're I have tired. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I have two in the oh oven
0: now. Yes. Two in the oven. Sounds, sounds good. And it's smelling good. <laughs> well, keep keep up the good work. And we're definitely going to have you back. I, I definitely look forward to that. And um, I'm going to do my part and get people um, aware of your book as well. And I tell you. you, you really are writing Um, And this is significant literature. This is significant that um, every family or every household should have your books. And I'm glad that you corrected me on the game of life because I forgot that piece, the 90 by 45. So (laughs) the game of life um, for the full title. So I'm gonna make sure that we are helping as far as the exceptional scribble show goes We do have our radio show fan page on Facebook. You would simply do a search under the name, The Exceptional Scribble Show, and that's where we're going to post more information about your book so we can get people reading this good literature and empowering their lives to make better choices. Thanks again for being our guest tonight, and um, all the best with you and your works. All the best. Uh, Thank you.
1: Okay, good
0: to you. All right, good night. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in. And that was, of course, we had Dr. Uh, Bishop George, I'm sorry, Dr. Bishop, Dr. and Bishop George E. Gibson II. And he discussed with us about his book entitled And I want to make sure I'm saying it fully correct. I think I didn't at first. The book is entitled Refreshing Reflections, 365 Moments of Meditation. And the book has both a civilian and military edition. And I want to thank everyone for tuning in, joining me tonight. Um, Those who... We're just good listeners. Thank you. And thank you for being courteous as good listeners and making sure that your background um, was one that was conducive to being courteous to the listening audience at large. Welcome. uh, The co-host, Warriors, Queens, Port Thelman has joined the panel tonight, and this is her time as lead facilitator of leading us as for our free publishing tips hour. So if anyone has a question, if you have any questions about publishing, any questions about publishing, now's the time to call in. I'm gonna give the call-in information, listen, listen. Our call-in number is area code 867-292-3066, area code 867-292-3066. And listen close, listen very close to the voice telemated prompts because you're going to hear instructions on what you need to do next after that. I know one of the things, one of the things in particular that you will be requested to give is the show's ID number. The show's ID number is a six digit number. And that number is 133193. 133 133 193 and after which you will press the pound key. Then you're gonna ask, then you're gonna be asked for the following. You're gonna be asked next for a pin number. What is the pin number? The pin number is one. You're gonna simply type one and then the pound key. That is the pin number. That is what you need to do. After you do that, you will have joined the call and you will hear and you will hear the following it. You will be told your mic is now unmuted. You may join the call. When you hear the voice prompt, give you that information. I just ask that you keep in mind all noises in your background will be heard live. So I want you to be courteous to our listeners and maintain a Quiet background. Thank you. So, is Queens, and Port and I am seeing you showing up twice. I'm not sure what that means, but I'm seeing you showing up twice in the call queue. Are you calling from two different numbers?
3: No, it was the same number. So
0: you need I to hang up. Yeah, you need to hang up one of your lines. All right we're getting back feed.
3: All right, can you still hear different. me? Hmm. All right, let me call back then. Mm-hmm.
0: Welcome, we have a caller on the line. Area code 332-456, 3, 3, welcome. Area code 332-456, 3, 3, your mic is now open. Welcome. Yes, welcome. Area code 332. 456. Your mic is open. You may now speak. Welcome. Okay, I'm going to leave your mic o- open. And when you're ready, I simply need you to address the panel by introducing yourself. Give us your name. And you can share with us the reason for your call. And that's for area code three three two four five six. Thank you. Okay, now we are we are now shifting gears from the exclusive interview hour which occurred. Now we are entering into a, another phase of the exceptional scribble show. For those tuning in, this is episode 307 of the exceptional scribble show, and I am the host Sage the Page Paul That is my signature. And I'm honored to say that our show tonight has been very inspirational. We were honored to have, for the first time, published author, Bishop and Dr. George Elliot Gibson, the second. And he shared with us many things, Um, very spiritual man, of course. And we were discussing his book. And again, I'm gonna give the title for anyone that missed hearing the full interview. His book is entitled Refreshing Reflections, 365 Moments of Meditation. And the book comes in both a civilian edition and a military edition you can find the book available on amazon visit amazon.com and do a search under refreshing reflections 365 moments of meditation civilian edition and military edition will be shown also we heard from bishop Gibson that he's doing a live, a live devotional family time, and it's live Monday through Friday from 6 p.m. till 6:30. And during that time, the book is the center for discussion and for devotion. So all of what the book entails, the actual practicing of what the book teaches and guides you into doing is discussed during that time. And this is done live via Facebook. This is done live via Facebook Monday through Friday from 6 p.m. till 6.30 p.m. And I believe he also mentioned that on Tuesday, I think it's 7.30 p.m. till 9. So that's the one change with the time. But it's all instruction on how to lead a better life in a holistic way. Remember, mind, body, soul, and spirit, meaning holistic. So I wanna encourage everyone to tune in. Again, that's Monday through Fridays live via Facebook, live via Facebook, Bishop George Elliot Gibson II will be on, and you can join. This is a time of devotion. It's a family-oriented forum, and you will be inspired and motivated. Sometimes it's just a matter of we lack motivation. We lack motivation. There are things that, yes, we are skilled to do, we are blessed to do, and we are able to do. But because we lack the motivation to do them, they're not done. So why not engage? Why not become a part of a forum which is going to encourage you, uplift you, and push you? Sometimes you just need to be pushed in the right direction push you to do what you should be doing right now. But first, let me begin with saying this. Sometimes, and for for this show, because our target audience is our literary artist community and literary art enthusiast out there. There's so much about writing that we don't know. A lot of us think, oh, let's just take that pencil, take that pen, and whatever comes to mind, write things down. Well, I can tell you by someone who is a creative writer, slash, published author, slash, published freelance writer, slash, I am a writer, professionally and creatively speaking. So I can tell you from experience. Writing is more than just taking a pencil or a pen in your hand and writing down what you feel. Although that is essential because you want to be authentic when you write, you want to write from the soul and the heart. Oh, yes, you do. If writing is what you're passionate about, oh, yes, you do. However, Writing is so much more. And that's why this show was born. It was born out of me waking up today. I am the mother of the show. (laughs) And this baby was born out of me waking up to the truth one day and realizing I am not the writer that I should be. Although I'm a gifted writer, although I'm talented, I'm skilled, even took some writing courses, extensive writing classes when I was in the university and just always wrote and was encouraged to write because I came from two parents that were artists and writers too. But that is not it. It's not just inherited traits and skills and gifts. What are you writing about? That was my wake up call. What are you writing about Sage? What is your writing for? It's got to go deeper than just I like, I can, and this is fun, and this is me. It's got to be bigger than that. Divine purpose is what I'm getting at. Our creator put us all on a path. We're on a path. And why you write the things you write and what you write about says it all. So I want to encourage everyone to dig deeper. Don't be superficial and surface about this because you're writing for a purpose. Whether you esteem it highly or regard that thought or not, you're not just writing to write. You have been commissioned, charged, elected, chosen to be a scribe, And in the ancient times, I did a little study of this one day, just because, just because sometimes you just want to know stuff, right? So I did a little study about that, about the scribes. And scribes were special people who recorded life events. And that's what they were called in the ancient days. And those people did it and did it well. And if you were a scribe, you had a very significant role because everything that happened, everything that was significant, everything that was relevant, you wrote it down. If we literally as writers took our roles seriously to that extent, I am recording life events. I am recording the present. I am recording what someday will be history, the past. Somebody's gonna read this and this is how they're going to be empowered, inspired, uplifted, enriched. We would take our writing more seriously. It's a sacred right, R-I-T-E, not just R-I-G-H-T. And it takes principal thinking to note or notice that. So I charge you, everyone that's tuned in, to take your writing to the next level. Know your divine purpose for writing. It's that serious, especially now. If you're writing right now, know that you're writing during a time of which the whole world is suffering. A global pandemic, meaning every continent. So whatever you can write about during this time as addressing what's going on, years from today, that's going to be a heritage treasure. Somebody's gonna refer to it because you wrote during a time when the world was in turmoil. And and many things happened, which changed our lives forever. We will not be the same again after this. And hopefully we'll all be better from this, not bitter, better, and we'll move from better to best because it's a process. So at this time, I'm handing the mic to the lead facilitator for our free publishing tips hour, Voyeurys Queen, Zapora Thelman. And if anyone on the call has any questions, you would direct your questions to her also i'm going to give the number one more time if anyone would like to participate in the call if you have any questions or if you have comments and remarks our number is eight six seven two nine two three zero six six i repeat eight six seven two nine two three zero six six and our show's id number is one three three one Nine, three. I repeat, it's a six-digit number, 133193. Three, one, and when asked for the pin number, you simply press one and then the pound key. Warrior is queen. the mic is in your hands.
3: Waddle Sage. Azda Noi Nigada. Good evening, everybody. I am Warious Queen, Zapora Thelman, co-hostess for the Exceptional Scribble Show. And before I start the free publishing information hour, I want to make an important announcement, which is May 2020 makes seven years that I have been Exceptional Scribbles co-hostess. Happy mm. anniversary
0: yes 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 i'm excited about that seven years for you seven years awesome
3: and still counting
0: (laughs) it's still counting that's right Mm
3: -hmm. all right now i will begin the publishing information hour with my writing advice and discoveries which are the following two pieces number one Ideas connect into stories. And number two, listen to impossible sounding instructions that know what's to come. I will now take questions and comments for what I just read.
0: Could you repeat what you just read? I just wanna make sure everyone heard it and then we'll take the questions. Soon following.
3: Sure. Number one, ideas connect into stories. And number two, listen to impossible sounding instructions that know what's to come.
0: Wow, really strong statements and really good. At, um, very good. Does anyone on the call have? a comment or maybe even a question or a remark based on what you just heard anyone okay so warrior queen if you can repeat the first one because i want to give a um response to that but i want everyone to hear it again in case someone may hear it this time and a, a thought may come to mind
3: Sure. Number one, ideas connect into stories. Ideas. Wow.
0: Two things come to my mind. I like to do what's called brainstorming. When I'm doing a brainstorming session, I usually have a piece of paper that's blank, and sometimes i'm listening to music in the background but not all the time but one thing that i do is i have a blank sheet of paper and i start usually writing at least four words down that come to my mind and it's usually pertaining to one subject matter though one subject matter when i write those four things down I start contemplating about, okay, what descriptions can I give of these four things? And I just start writing these things down and that's a part of my brainstorming phase. Once I have achieved that much, then I do research and I'll use research engines like Google, x.com, Quora, Q-U-O-R-A, um, Bing, and just do some searches and see what new or other information I can find out about what I already know. So it's what you call scaffolding knowledge. You want to scaffold, S-C-A-F-F-O-L-D, your knowledge. That's how you build and and you broaden your horizon or expand. Okay, you expand your knowledge base, and that's important, especially when you want to be well versed in anything. It's important to brainstorm. It's important to scaffold. It's important to do what's called research, not just read, but to do research and and challenge yourself. Take on new things. Maybe you've not done something before, but you've already you. I'm sorry, you've always had an interest in it and knowing a little more about it. Challenge yourself. Do your brainstorming first. Get that sheet of paper, um, write down at least four, four words that come under that subject that one subject matter, you want to have the one subject matter as your heading. And then one, two, three, four, four bullets and write down uh, four words that come under that subject. And then start writing the descriptions of those four things. And that takes time because your mind has to, okay, reflect and refer. So brainstorming is actually your time of engagement in further study of what you have learned. And that will lead on to scaffolding because then you have your basis of knowledge and what you're doing is you're building on that. It's just like when you're building a tower, you have to have your base first and then you move up to your pinnacle, your highest point. So you wanna be well-versed, you wanna do your brainstorming first and then you wanna graduate from that. And scaffolding is so important, especially for writers. You should be brainstorming more. Don't just say, this is my story. Someone rushed and sent me, and I am a self-publishing consultant as well, as far as independent contractor work goes. And I do have my writing credits to follow for doing that and my educator credits. But someone sent me a manuscript. And as far as they were concerned, it was a fantastic written manuscript. And I let them know, I said, I'm gonna be frank with you. You sent me four different times the same work and you changed it each time. And you sent me the same work four different times In a matter of maybe 72 hours, I said, don't send me anything else. I set a date for them. I said, don't send me anything else until this date, which was two weeks from that date. And I said, when that date comes, we will discuss what you send me. I said, because right now you're not ready for me to see it. And they didn't understand. But I had to speak what was in my spirit to say. And I said, this is not what I'm thinking. This is what I know. It's coming from my spirit. I'm saying this with conviction. And then they took it and they thanked me later. At first, they felt insulted. How could you respond like this to me? I put all this work and time into sending this. And they had to really refer and reflect to what they did and how it was done. And I said, you're not ready for me to see that you're not. And I knew it in my spirit and I had to set that date for them. And I said, in two weeks, send it back to me in two weeks. And I mean, you take your time, review it, revisit it every two days and revise until it is what it needs to be. And you'll know when it's what it needs to be. I said, you know, if I write something and it's not what it needs to be, I trash it. I have no problem with canning it. And, I will, and I'm my own worst critic. I will tell myself, nice try, but you know good and well, that ain't it. And I trash it. And then I say to myself, I take a moment, I step back and pull back and I say, okay, almighty creator, I know you gave me a gift. I am not going to take it light. Because you didn't just throw it at me. You took your time and you put it in me. So I'm not just going to throw anything out there with this gift. I'm gonna honor you with this gift. So I'm gonna take my time, I'm gonna do my study, my research, my brainstorming session and have my scaffolding phase done. And then when that framework is finished, I have something that's praise worthy to exhibit. Something for somebody to really talk about it and feel encouraged by it, it's gonna lift them. So I say that to say, sometimes we're just throwing things out there. We're not really taking to heart what we're doing. And as a writer, That's a sacred rite. You're literally recording life. Life events, experiences, happenings, transitions, eras, these things are real things. You're talking about real life events. So you wanna put your heart and your soul into it. Do it from, do it with spirit, do it with soul and mean what you are writing about. When you write with conviction, it comes across that way. It's authentic and people know this is real. Uh -uh. This is hitting me. It's making an impact. Real knows real. Spirit knows spirit. So we wanna be a little more conscious about the process when we're writing something because the process matters. If the process is right, the outcome or the end result is gonna be right. And you'll be pleased with the work And your maker will be honored in it. So we need to really take that into consideration. Now, Warrior is Queen. One more time, if you can restate the first thing
3: again. All right. Number one, ideas connect into stories. And can
0: you elaborate on that for our listeners?
3: sure it will connect to what you're saying sage about ideas i mean not ideas but brainstorming and that's what another definition but i want to comment on you saying a second definition of brainstorming which is you no know, just writing a bunch of ideas and so from my viewpoint about what i just read is that these ideas you know they become in other words they know where they belong you know in the stories And there they are.
0: Mm. So it kind of animates things, the ideas, knowing where they belong. We're animating ideas, ideas are living things. I think sometimes people just take an idea and write it and they think, okay, Here's here's an idea, but it's actually a spirit, it's energy. It has a purpose, it has a destination. I like how you put that in words. Ideas know where they belong. That's true, Mm -hmm. stories testify of that. Stories are made up of ideas. They're made up of ideas. Very true, and I'm glad that you used that definition. Mm -hmm. And um, is there anything more that you'd like to add to that or share?
3: No, because I I want to save it for articles that I'm going to be reading um, next, and it's in connection to what you were talking about tonight with storytelling. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm.
0: That's fine.
3: You can continue on. All right. The next section is publishing information and I have a new section called quotes and they're the following two. Number one, there are those who spend their lives studying it and those who spend their lives doing it. It's from ghostbusters actor, Ernie Hudson. And number two, you are a human being, not a human doing. Denzel Washington. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I really don't no, take questions.
0: Go ahead. go ahead. No, go ahead. Keep going because you're not
3: right. working. All right. So I say I'll take questions and comments mm-hmm. for the quotes I just read. <clears throat> mm hmm. And hold one second,
0: because we have a caller. I just want to acknowledge them. They may have a question. Uh, welcome caller, area code 7082567. Welcome. Your Hi, mic is this open.
4: Is Daphne. This is Daphne Bell.
0: Oh, welcome. Welcome, Daphne Bell. Welcome back. Yes. I was dialing the wrong number. Oh, I'm so oh. sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad that you got it correct. And that you were mm-hmm. persistent and in, in calling in tonight. We're glad to have you. And yeah, um, we're really missing everybody. Yeah, we're in on uh, this is called the Free Publishing Tips Hour. And Warriorous Queens and poor Thelman, she's our lead facilitator. So she had some information she was sharing. And I'm going to ask her to read. Um, once more, to restate once more what she just said, because you may have a comment in response to
3: it or a question about it. Um, Go ahead, Warriors. You're welcome. All right, so I have, I'm under the publishing information section, and I have a new section called quotes, and they are the following two. Number one, there are those who spend their lives studying it and those who spend their lives doing it. Ghostbusters actor Ernie Hudson. And number two, you are a human being, not a human doing, Denzel Washington.
4: hmm. And then a- you
0: Go ahead. hmm.
4: Is that a question for us to answer?
3: If you want to, I was just reading out the quotes that I found to be, you know, and connecting to the publishing information. Oh, okay, thank you. Mm -hmm. You're welcome. All righty, I will continue then. The next section, are articles, and there are three of them, and they're from WritersDigest.com, and the first article is titled, Vintage W.D., Must the Novelist Crusade by Amy Jones, dated April twenty third, 2020. In this February 1970 Writers' Digest article, Eudora Welty argues that, quote, Fiction is not meant to be a disguise for propaganda. A story should speak for itself as a story." End quote. Not long ago, pardon me, not too long ago, I read in some respectable press that Faulkner, who is William Faulkner, would have to be reassessed, which means considered or assessed again, especially while paying attention to new or different factors. End of definition, back to article, because he was, quote, after all, only a white Mississippian, end quote. For this reason, it was felt, readers could no longer rely on him for knowing what he was writing about in his life's work of novels and stories laid in what he called, quote, my country, end quote. Remembering how Faulkner for most of his life wrote in all but isolation from critical understanding, ignored impartially by North and South, With only a handful of critics in 40 years who were able to quote, assess end quote him, we might smile at this journalist as a boy, as at a boy let out of school. Or there may have been an instinct to smash the superior, the good that is endurable enough to go on offering itself. But I feel in these words and other like them the agonizing of our times. I think they come of an honest and understandable zeal. To allot every writer his chance to better the world or go to his grave, reproach for the mess it is in. And this word starting at I and ending at N end is the key sentence. And the word zeal means great energy or enthusiasm in pursuit of a cause or an objective. End of article, I mean end of definition, back to the article. And here it seems to me. The heart of fiction's real reliability has been struck at, and not for the first time, by the noble hand of the crusader. And the word and and in and at crusader is the key sentence. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Let me disregard that. The word the and in and at the word crusader is the key sentence. It would not be surprising if the critic, I quote, had gained his knowledge of the South from the books of the author he repudiates which means refuses to accept or be associated with. End of definition, back to the article. At any rate, a reply to him exists there. Full evidence as to whether any writer, alive or dead, can be believed is always at hand in one place, any page of his work. Integrity can be neither lost, nor concealed, nor faked, nor quenched, nor artificially come by, nor outlived, nor, I believe in the long run, denied. And the word integrity means the quality of being honest and having strong moral principles, moral uprightness. In the definition, back to the article. It stands outside time. And the word it and in and at time is the key sentence. The novelist and the crusader who writes both have their own place in the novel and the editorial respectively, equally valid whether or not the two happen to be in agreement. And the words starting in the and in an agreement is the key sentence. In my own view, writing fiction places the novelist and the crusader on opposite sides, but they are not the sides of right and wrong. Honesty is not at stake here and is not questioned. The only thing at stake is the proper use of words for the proper ends and a mighty thing it is and the words starting at the and internet is is the key sentence. Because the printed page is where the writer's work is to be seen, it may be natural for people who do not normally read fiction to confuse novels with journalism or speeches. The very using of words has these well-intentioned people confused about the novelist's purpose, and the words starting at the and internet purpose is the key sentence. The writing of a novel is taking life as it already exists, and the words starting at and "the" and ending that "exists" is the key sentence. Not to report it, but to make it an object. Toward the end, that the finished work might contain this life inside it and offer it to the reader. The essence will not be, of course, the same thing as the raw material. It is not even the same, not even of the same family of things. The novel is something that never was before and will not be again. For the mind of one person, its writer is in it too. And the word starting at done and in that too is the key sentence. What distinguishes it above all from the raw material and what distinguishes it from journalism is that inherent in the novel is the possibility of a shared act of the imagination between its writer and its reader. And the word starting at inherent and in that reader is the key sentence and inherent means existent in something as a permanent, essential, or characteristic attribute. End of definition, back to the article. All right, Eudora Welty, what are you going to do about it? Sit down there with your mouth shut, ask a stranger over long distance and one of the midnight calls that I suppose have waked most writers in the South from time to time. It is part of the same questions. Are fiction writers on call to be crusaders? And the word starting at R and Internet Crusaders is the key sentence. For us in the South who are fiction writers, is writing a novel something we can do about it? It can be said at once, I think, that we are that we are all agreed upon the most important point, that morality, as shown through human relationships, is the heart is the whole heart of fiction. And the serious writer has never lived who dealt with anything else. And yet the zeal to reform, which quite properly inspires the editorial, has never done fiction much good. The exception occurs when it can rise to the intensity of satire, where it finds a better home in the poem or the drama. Large helpings of naivete, which means lack of experience, wisdom or judgment, end of definition back to the article, and self-esteem, which serve to refresh the crusader, only encumber the novelist. How unfair it is that when a novel is to be written, it is never enough to have our hearts in the right place. But goodwill all by itself can do, can no more get a good novel written than it can paint and watercolor or sing Mozart. Nevertheless, let us suppose that we feel we might help if we were to write a crusading novel. What will our problems be? Before anything else, speed. The crusader's message is prompted by crisis. It has to be delivered on time. And the word starting at the at time is the key sentence. Suppose John Steinbeck had only now finished A Grapes of Wrath. The ordinary novelist has only one message. I submit that this is one way we are. This can wait. When we think of Ibsen, we see that causes themselves may in time be forgotten, their championship no longer needed. It is Ibsen's passion that keeps the plays alive. And words starting at it and in at alive is the key sentence. Next, we as the crusader novelists shall find awkward to use the very weapon we count on most the generality. On fiction's pages, generalities clank when wielded and hit with equal force at the little and the big at the merely suspect and the really dangerous. They make too much noise for us to hear what people might be trying to say. They are fatal to tenderness and are in themselves non-conductors of any real, however modest discover of the writer's own heart. This discovery is the best hope of the ordinary novelist and to make it, he begins not with the generality but with the particular in front of his eyes, which he is able to examine. And the word starting at next and in and at examine is the key sentence, or rather, paragraph. Sorry. <laughs> taking a particular situation existing in his world and what he feels about it in his own breast and what he can make of it in his own head, he constructs on paper, little by little, an equivalent of it. And the word starting at taking and in and at it is the key sentence. Literally, it may correspond to a high degree or to none at all. Emotionally, it corresponds as closely as he can make it. Observation and the inner truth of that observation as he perceives it, the two being tested one against the other, to him, this is what the writing of a novel is. And the word starting at observation the internet is, is the key sentence. We, the crusader novelists, having started with our generality, must end with the generality. They had better be the same. In a place of climax, we can deliver a judgment. How can the plot seem disappointed when it is a lovely argument spread out? It is because fiction is stone deaf to argument. And the words starting at how and then the argument is the key sentence. The ordinary novelist does not argue. He hopes the show to disclose. His persuasions are all toward allowing his reader to see and hear something for himself. He knows another bad thing about arguments. They carry the menace of neatness into fiction. And the words starting at "the" duh and in that and Internet fiction is the key sentence. Indeed, what we as the crusader novelists are scared of most is confusion. Great fiction as we very much fear abounds in what makes for confusion. It generates it being on a scale which copies life which it confronts. It is very seldom neat is given to sprawling and escaping from hounds, is capable of contradicting itself, and is not impervious to humor. There is absolutely everything in great fiction but a clear answer. Humanity itself seems to matter more to the novelist than what humanity thinks it can prove. And the word starting at great and internet confronts is the key sentence, and the word starting at their and internet answer is the second key sentence. When a novelist writes of man's experience, what else is he to draw on but the life around him? And yet the life around him on the surface can be used to show anything, absolutely anything as readers know. The novelist's real task and real responsibility lie in the way he uses it. And the word's starting to thud in that it is the key sentence. Situation itself always exists. It is whatever life is up to here and now. It is the living and present moment it is transient and it fluctuates using the situation the writer populates his novel with characters invented to express it in their terms and the word transient means lasting only for a short time and the word using and internet terms is the key sentence it is important that it be in their terms we cannot in fiction set people in acting mechanically or carrying play cards to make their sentiments plain. People are not right and wrong, good and bad, black and white personified, flesh and blood in the sense of comedy object. Fiction writers cannot be tempted to make the mistake of looking at people in a generality, that is to say, of seeing people not at all like us. <clears throat> Pardon me. If human beings are to be comprehended as real, then they have to be treated as real, with minds, hearts, memories habits, hopes, with passions and capabilities like ours. This is why novelists begin the study of people from within. And the word this and internet within is the key sentence. The first act of insight is to throw away the labels. In fiction, while we do not necessarily write about ourselves, we write out of ourselves, using ourselves, what we learn from, what we are sensitive to, what we feel strongly about, These become our characters and go to make our plots. Characters in fiction are conceived from within and they have accordingly their own interior life. They are individuals every time. The character we care about in the novel we may not approve of or agree with, that's beside the point, but he has got to seem alive. Then and only then when we read, we experience or surmise things about life itself that are deeper and more lasting and less destructive to understanding than approval or disapproval. And the word starting at we, and in that point, is the key sentence. And surmise means, suppose that something is true without having evidence to confirm it. End of definition, back to article. The novelist's work is highly organized, but I should say it is organized around every anything but logic. And the word starting at the, and in that logic is the key sentence. Just as characters are not labels, but are made from the inside out and grow into their own life, so does a plot have a living principle on which it hangs it together and gradually, which, on which it hangs together and gradually earns its shape. A plot is a thousand times more unsettling than an argument, which may be answered. It is not a pattern imposed. It is inward emotion acted out. And the words starting in an a and in at, an out is the key sentence. It is arbitrary indeed, but not artificial. It is probably so odd that it might be called a vision, but it is organic to its material. It is a working vision then. And the words starting in an it and in that vision is the key sentence. A writer works through what is around him if he wished to get what he is after. No kind of proof, but simply an essence. In practice, he would do anything at all with his material, shape it, strain it to the breaking point, double it up, or use it backwards. He will balk at nothing, see the sound and the fury, to reach that heart and core. But even in a good cause, he does not falsify it. The material itself receives deep, ultimate respect. It has given rise to the vision of it, which in turn has determined what the novel shall be. And the word starting in A and in at after is the key sentence. And the word starting in the and, in and at B is the key sentence. The ordinary novelist, who can never make a perfect thing, can, with every novel, try again. But if we write a novel to prove something, one novel will settle it. For why prove a thing more than once? And what then is to keep all novels by all right-thinking persons from being pretty much alike, or exactly alike? There would be little reason for present writers to keep on, no reason for the new writers to start. There is no way to know, but we might guess that the reason the young write no fiction behind the Iron Curtain is the obvious fact that to be acceptable there, all novels must conform, and so must be alike, hence valueless. If the personal vision can be made to order, then we should lose writer and reader alike our own gift for perceiving, seeing through the fabric of every day, to what to what to each pair of eyes on earth is a unique thing. We accept life exactly like everybody else. And so, of course, be content with it. <clears throat> we should not even miss our vanished novelist. And if life ever became not worth writing fiction about, that I believe would be the first sign that it wasn't worth living. And the words starting at if and in that living is the key sentence. With a blueprint to work with instead of a vision, there is a good deal that we as the crusader novelists must be at pains to leave out. Unavoidably, I think we shall leave out one of the greatest things. This is the mystery in life. Our blueprint for sanity and of solution for trouble leaves out the dark. This is odd because surely it was the dark that first troubled us. We leave out the wonder because with wonder it is impossible to argue, much less to settle. The ordinary novelist thinks it had better be recognized. Reckless as this may make him, he believes the insoluble is part of his material too. And the words starting at this and ending and at us is the key sentence. And insoluble means impossible to solve. The novelist works neither to correct nor to condone, not at all to comfort, but to make what's told alive. He assumes at the start an enlightenment in his reader equal to his own, but they are hopefully on the point of taking off together from that base into the rather different world of the imagination. And the word starting at but and then at alive is the key sentence. And the word condone means accept and allow misbehavior to continue back to the art in the definition back to the article it is not only the fact that this world is bigger and that fewer constrictions apply that may daunt us as crusaders but the imagination itself is the problem it is capable of saying everything but no you know in our literature what has traveled the longest way through time is the great affirmative soul of chaucer the novel itself always affirms, it seems to me, by the nature of itself. It says what people are like. It doesn't and doesn't know how to describe what they are not like, and it would waste its time if it told us what we ought to be like, since we already know that, don't we? But we may not know nearly so well what we are as when a novel of power reveals this to us. For the first time, we may, as we read, see ourselves in our own situation in some curious way reflected. By whatever way the novelist accomplishes it, there are many ways. Truth is born, spelled B-O-R-N-E, and on us in all its great weight and angelic lightness, and accept it as home truth. And the word starting at the, and then in that we is the key sentence, and the word starting at by, and, and then in that truth is the key sentence. And the word daunt means make someone feel intimidated or apprehensive. Oh, wait, I'm going to have to backtrack on something real quick. All right. Oh, yeah, let's continue. All right, it was correct. I'm going to continue. Passing judgment on to his fellows, which is trying enough for anybody, is frustrating for an author. It is hardly the way to make the discoveries about living that that he must have hoped for when he began to write. If he does not pass judgment, does this mean he has no conscience? Of course he has a conscience. It is like his temperament, his own, and he is 100% answerable to it, whether it is convenient or not. What matters is that a writer is committed to his own moral principles. If he is, when we read him, we cannot help but be aware of what these are. Certainly, the characters of his novel and the plot they move in are their ultimate reflections. But these convictions are implicit. They are deep down. They are the rock on which the whole structure of more than the novel rests. And the word implicit means implied, though not plainly expressed. And the word starting at what, and in at principle is the key sentence. And the word starting at if, and, and ending at "are" is the second key sentence. And the word starting at but, and, and then that rest is a third key sentence. Indeed, we are more aware of his moral convictions through a novel than any flat statement of belief from him could make us. We are aware in that part of our mind that tells us truths about ourselves, yet it is only by way of the imagination, the novelist to ours, that such private neighborhoods are reached. And the word starting at we, in and in at ourselves is the key sentence, and the word starting at yet, in and internet at reached is the second key sentence. There is still to mention what I think will give us, as a crusader novelist, the hardest time. Our voice will not be our own. The crusader's voice is the voice of the crowd and must rise louder all the time. But there is, of course, the other side to be drowned out. Worse, the voices of most crowds sound alike. Worse still, the voice that seeks to do other than communicate when it makes a noise as something brutal about it, it is no longer using words as words, but as something to brandish with which to threaten, brag, or condemn. The noise is the simple assertion of self, the great, mindless, general self. And for all its volume, it is ephemeral, which means lasting for a very short time in a definition back to the article. Only meaning lasts. Nothing was ever learned in a crowd, from a crowd, or by addressing or trying to please a crowd. Even to deplore, which means feel or express strong disapproval of something. In the definition back to article, yelling is out of place. To deplore a thing as hideous as the murder of three civil rights works demands the quiet in which to absorb it. Enormities can be lessened, cheapened, just as good and delicate things can be. We can and will cheapen all feeling by letting it go savage or parading in it. And the word starting at our and in that own is the key sentence. And the word it and internet condemn is the second key sentence, and which I found to be funny. And the word starting at only internet crowd is the key sentence. And the word starting at we and internet it is a key sentence. Writing fiction is an interior affair. Novels and stories always will be put down little by little out of personal feeling and personal beliefs arrived at alone and at first hand over a period of time as time is needed. To go outside and beat the drum is only to interrupt interrupt, and so finally to forget and to lose. Fiction has and must keep a private address. Where life is lived in a private place where it means anything is inside the mind and heart. Fiction has shown has always shown life where it is lived, and good fiction or, or so I have faith will continue to do this. And the words starting at writing and in internet affairs is the key sentence. And the words starting at fiction and in internet this is another key sentence. A passage to India is an old novel now. It is an intensely moral novel. It deals with race prejudice. Mr. Forster, not by preaching at us, while being passionately concerned makes us know his points unforgettable as often as we read it. And he does not bring in the dark. The points are food 40 years after their day because of the splendor of the novel. What a lesser novelist's harangues would have buried by now, his imagination still reveals. Revelation of the strongest forces is delicate work. And the word harangues means lengthy and aggressive speeches in the definition. And the words starting in a revelation and in that work is another key sentence. Indeed, great fiction shows us not how to conduct our behavior, but how to feel. Eventually, it may show us how to face our feelings and face our actions and have new inklings about what they mean. A good novel of any year can initiate us into our own new experience. And the word starting at indeed, the internet feel is the key sentence. And the word starting at A, internet experience is the second key sentence. From the working point of view of the serious writer of fiction, nothing has changed today but the externals. They are important externals. We may have developed an increased awareness of them, which is certainly to the good. We have at least the same capacity as ever for understanding the same eyes and ears, same hearts to feel, same minds to agonize or remember, or to try to put things together, see things in proportion with. While the raw material of our fiction is changing dramatically, as indeed it is changing everywhere, we are the same instruments of perceiving that we ever were. And we do not know what it is to be made out of experience at any time until the personal quotient has been added. And the word starting at we, and then that added is the key sentence. And the word quotient means a degree or amount of a specified quality or characteristic. In the definition back to the article, to convey what we see around us, whatever it is, so as to let it speak for itself according to our lights, is the same challenge it ever was, not a different one, not a greater one, only perhaps made harder by the times. And the word at convey means transport or carry to a place. In the definition, back to the article. <laughs> now, as ever, we must keep writing from what we know and we must really know it. And the word starting at now and then at it is the key sentence. And I find that I am writing from my DNA. Back to the article. No matter how fast society around us changes, What remains is that there is a relationship and progress between ourselves and other people. This was the case when the world seemed stable too. There are relationships of the blood, of the passions and affections, of thought and spirit and deed. There is the relationship between the races, races, R-A-C-E-S. How can one kind of relationship be set apart from the others? Like the great root system of an old and long-established growing plant, They are tangled up together. To separate them, you would have to cleave the plant itself from top to bottom. What must the Southern writer of fiction do today? Should he do anything different from what he has always done? There have always been giant events, some of them wretchedly painful and humiliating, and now there is added the atmosphere of hate. We in the South are hated people these days, We were hated first for actual and particular reasons, and now we may be hated still more in some vast, unparticularized way. I believe there must be such a thing as sentimental hate. Our people hate back. And the word our, starting at our and in that back is the key sentence. I think the worst of it is we are getting stuck in it. We are like trapped flies with our feet, not in honey, but in venom. And the word starting at I and ending at venom is the key sentence. It is not love that is the gluey emotion, it's hate. As far as writing goes, which is as far as as far as living goes, this is a devastating emotion. It could kill us. This hate seems in part shame for self, in part self-justification, in part panic that life is really changing. And the word starting at this and ending at changing is the key sentence. Fury at ourselves and hurt, pride, anger aroused too often, outrage at being hated, need not obscure forever the sore spots we Southerners know better than our detractors. And the word detractors mean people that disbarges someone or something. Disparages means regard or represent as being of little worth. In the definition, back to the article. For some of us have shown bad hearts, As in the case of our better qualities, we are locally blessed with an understanding and intimate knowledge of our faults that our worst qualities, pardon me, our worst detractors cannot match and have been in a less relentless day, far more relentless, more eloquent too, that, pardon me, that they have yet learned to be. I mean, pardon me, then they have yet learned to be. I do not presume to speak for my fellow Southern writers, a group of individuals, if there ever was one. And the word presume means suppose something is the case on the basis of probability. In the definition, back to the article. Yet, I would like to point something out. In the rest of the country, people seem suddenly aware now of what Southern fiction writers have been writing about and various was for a great long time. We do not need reminding of what our subject is. It is humankind and we are all part of it. When we write about people, black or white, in the south or anywhere, if our stories are worth the reading, we are writing about everybody. In the south, we who are now at work may not learn to write it before we learn or learn again to live it. Our full life in the south with its content with its
0: Warrior's Queen, Zipporah Thelman. Warrior's Queen, are you still connected? The audio stream is disrupted on your line for some reason. Um, you might need to go out and come back in as far as returning. Warrior's Queen, are you starting? Yes
3: yes i am can you hear me yes now i can all right all right um, yeah all right i'll start back at the beginning of the um i'm on the last page so i'll just start to the beginning of the paragraph on it in the south we who are now at work may not learn to write it before we learn or learn again to live it our full life in the south within its context in its relation to the rest of the world Quote, only connect, end quote, Forster's ever wise and gentle and daring word could be said to us in our homeland quite literally at this moment. And while the Southern writer goes on portraying his South, which I think nobody else can do and which I believe he must do, then if his work is done well enough, it will reflect a larger mankind as it has done before. And so, finally, I think we need to write with love, not in self-defense, not in hate, not in the mood of instruction, not in rebuttal, which means opposing argument, end of definition back to the article, in any kind of militance or an apology, but with love, not in exorcism either, for this is to make the reader bear a thing for you. Neither do I speak of writing forgivingly, out of love you can write with straight fury." It is the source of the understanding that I speak of. It's this that determines its nature and its reach. And the words starting at it and in at of is the key sentence. We are told that Turgenev's nostalgic, profoundly reflective, sensuously alive stories that grew out of his memories of early years, reached the czar and were given some credit by him when he felt moved to free the serfs in Russia. Had Turgenev set out to write inflammatory tracts instead of the sum of all he knew, could express of life learned at firsthand how much less of his life and heart with, his, with their commitments, all implicit would have filled his stories, but he might be one of us now, so directly are we touched with 113 years gone by since they were first published. Indifference would indeed be corrupting to the fiction writer, indifference to any part of man's plight, Passion is the chief ingredient of good fiction. And the words starting that passion and in that fiction is the key sentence. It flames right out of sympathy for the human condition and goes into all great writing. And of course, passion and a temper are different things. Writing in the heat of passion can be done with extremely good temper. But to distort a work of passion for the sake of a cause is the cheat. And the end far from justifying the means is fairly sure to be lost with it. Then the novel will have been not the work of imagination at once passionate and objective made by a man struggling in solitude with something of its own to say, but a piece of catering. The cater is not love and not serve well either. We do not need to bring to our writing over and over again all the abundance we possess, to be able to be ready to enter into the minds and hearts of our own people, all of them to comprehend them, us, And then to make characters and plots and stories that in honest and with honesty reveal them ourselves to us and whatever situation we live through in our own times. This is the continuing job and it's no harder now than it ever was, I suppose. Every writer, like everybody else, thinks he's living through the crisis of the ages to write honestly and with all our powers is the least we can do and the most. And the words starting every and in and at most is the key sentence. Time, though, it can make happenings and trappings out of date, cannot do much to change the realities apprehended by the imagination. History will change in Mississippi, and the hope is that it will change in a beneficial direction and with a merciful speed and, above all, bright insight, understanding. But when William Faulkner's novels come to be pictures of a society that is no more They will still be good and still be authentic because of what went into them from the man himself. Mankind still tries the same things and suffers the same falls, climbs up to try again, and novels are as true at one time as at another. Love and hate, hope and despair, justice and injustice, compassion and prejudice, truth telling and lying work in all men. Their story can be told in whatever skin they are wearing and in whatever year the writer can put them down. Faulkner is not receding from us. Indeed his work, though it can't increase in itself, increases us. His work throws light on the past and on today as it becomes the past, the day in its journey. This being so, it informs the future too. What is written in the South from now on is going to be taken into account by Faulkner's work. I mean a remark literally. Once Faulkner had written, we could never unknow what he told us and showed us. And this work will do the same thing tomorrow. We inherit from him while we can get fresh and firsthand news of ourselves from his work at any time. A source of illumination is not dated by what passes along under its ray, is not qualified or disqualified by the nature of the traffic. When the light of Faulkner's work will be discovering things to us no more, it will be discovering us and the word starting at when and in and at us is the key sentence even we shall lie and fold it in perspective one day what we hoped along with what we did what we didn't do and not only what we were but what we missed being what others yet to come might date to be for we are our own crusade before we ever write we are and the word starting at for and in and at R is the key sentence instead of our judging Faulkner he will be revealing us and books to later minds about Eudora Welty. The author's short stories and novels have been critically acclaimed since their first publication in 1941. Collections of her work currently in print include those by Modern Library, Athenaeum, and Harcourt, Brace and World. Her next book is to be published by Random House. The end of this article.
1: Good
0: job. Good job. Um, I'm going to ask Miss Stephanie. Miss Stephanie, do you have any comments on what Zapora Thelman shared or maybe a question? Not at this time, but I do love her
3: reading. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, I want to comment on the article. I know that it was long, but once again, I just, you know, it was a connection to what the show's tonight uh, tonight's show's topic was about and then what sage was saying about you know writing during the pandemic and i'm listening and i say you no know, i have read this beforehand mm-hmm. uh-huh.
0: i want to thank All right. i want to thank the Warriors because the information that was in that article was very good for anyone. As for writers in particular, it was quite resourceful. A lot of good resource information. It was also thought provoking. It also gave us food for thought. And a lot, it was a lot to ponder and even to consider during our time of self-reflection because as writers, we do have those times when we just self-reflect or we engage in reflective writing. You know, you think about a certain uh, subject or maybe an event, and then you just kind of engage in writing some thoughts down onto paper. So it was really good. I thought it was a good article. It was, it was very detailed, a lot of information, to process for one setting. But you yes. because, um, the way that you delivered it, helped, it was quite helpful because you read mm-hmm. it in such a way that it kind of made for a um, very condensed subject matter, it made it a lot easier to kind of um, break down. So, hopefully, I'm, I'm hoping that people were able to take some really good notes from what was shared. And um, it's something I would want to revisit later when I had, um, you know, just some time for thought, mm-hmm. um, reflecting, yeah.
3: Right, thank you again. Yeah, it, <clears throat> Pardon me. Yeah, I know it was a very long, you know, article, but when I had started reading it, it just, you know, kept me interested and I'm underlining important and things are just, you know, showing themselves to me. It's like, wow. And when I had, you know, spotted something that I was already doing and you know, I said, writing for my DNA. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I like the reference mm-hmm.
0: about, You know, went into a little history as for... Um, Victims of discrimination and, you know, being someone of indigenous heritage and also of heritage of African um, mm-hmm. descent, just people of color, melaninated, I like to use that word.
3: Yes, yes, melaninated. And I say, you know, Native American because, you know, we are the true, you know, the indigenous, our eyes are the true Native Americans.
0: <clears throat> and as a melaninated woman, um, you, find that there's still so much of the struggle here in this land that is not yes. It's not over. And every day we face that challenge, especially as women who are melaninated women, because we have been labelized. They labelize us as angry. They label, labelize us as oversexed. Um, we're often looked at not for how um, successful we are in terms of our uh, strivings, whether it be um, in business, um, academia, um, in our communities as community helpers and community builders, but it's more so um, our physique. There's so much like there's so much emphasis placed on what's about us as far as how we look, our physical mm-hmm. appearance and attractiveness. There's more to us than just that. You're looking at me in a in a uni or uni dimensional way. I'm tri-dimensional. I have a body, yes, that's that's Mm -hmm. beautiful, but I also have a mind that's beautiful, and I have a spirit that's beautiful, and I am a soul that's beautiful, and unfortunately, when it comes to women of color, and I see it from the ads, whether it's a um, commercial ad or whatever ad, the emphasis is mostly placed on our what? Anatomy. Our body, how curvaceous we are, mm-hmm. voluptuous. excuse me, oh, excuse me. There's more to me than just that, and I mean, I'm not, I'm not negating the fact. Yes, mm-hmm. it is something that's outstanding where it stands out in comparing me with some others. Okay, mm-hmm. however, there's more to us than meets the yeah, eyes with yeah. and, yeah, and this is a... All... One moment, one more. It's just sad that the struggle is not yet over for us in that regard, because that also makes us more prone to the victimization, such as, and yes, I'm gonna say it, human trafficking. Because the majority of the melaninated women that are missing, that are victims of human trafficking, they are being used as what? Sex slaves. Mm -hmm. This is documented information. Yes, and there are some that have escaped and are telling their stories. Mm -hmm. I am very honored. I am currently now a part of a board and that is what the board is responsible for. Maintaining there's a woman who has started her own show to shed light on the fact that the missing women of the melaninated population communities are higher in number than any other group. And I kid you not, it's because we're being targeted because The emphasis is placed on our sexuality. Be Uh very conscious of that. When you turn on the TV, when you watch a music video, when you watch a commercial ad, when you see a sitcom, when a woman of color is in the camera, what are they focusing on about her? That is putting us at the top of the li- exactly. It's putting us at the top of the list when it comes to this human trafficking, because right now that's a multi-billion-dollar industry, and hmm. the more of us they can get, the more money they will get, because yeah. they're going to use us as sex slaves. That's what they're using us for. And tie it in too with organ harvesting. It has been documented that the organs of people of color, the melaninated people are considered as the best. Most of your rich, white, wealthy people, whether they're politicians, doctors or whatever, when they get sick and they need a heart, they need a kidney, whose heart and whose kidney do they want? Black. Whose heart and whose kidney do they get because it's gonna keep them alive longer? People of color, our young men and our young women. So we need to warn our community to be smarter. When we're traveling, when we're out and about women, you should not be alone, especially at night in an area where it's not brightly lit or you don't have any friends or any group alongside with you. Most of the cases have been women traveling alone, or women by themselves. They don't have a male counterpart with them. For for this day and for this time, especially right now during a pandemic, this is when the numbers of human trafficking, the missing persons are gonna go up. Why? Because when there is chaos, they already know people are what? Careless. When you're in panic mode, sometimes you forget the little things. You're not as conscious about what's going on around you. You become more vulnerable as their prey. So we got to wake up people. We have to prepare and equip our children and our teenagers and our young college students, the ones that are just starting because a lot of college students, Students are turning up missing even more in number from the communities that are the melaninated communities. And yes, our women. So I do wanna urge everyone, we've got to raise our consciousness and awareness levels and be more alert at what's going on around you. If you notice you're seeing people going into a house and in numbers, and it's a lot of women, but you don't see them coming out, you see a van parked in front of a house, and then you see that van, it's hardly moving, and then you see it, but it's a lot of women going in it, and then it's gone. Most of those cases, that's what people said they witnessed. And what happens is they are taking these women, they have them held in a house, and then after, a certain number of days, they move them to a different city or a county, they're constantly moving them around until they reach Canada, once they reach Canada, and as they continue going up north, once they reach Canada, then it's international. And it's hard to track them once they are shipped out internationally. So we need to really warn our communities, especially our women be careful because now gangs are involved because of the money. So they're using gangs, they're using drug dealers, those that used to be the the corner, corner boys, the ones that used to do the pushing and stuff on the corners, they're involved in the human trafficking trade now because it's more money they get in right. a day doing that than they, than they used to get just on the corner where they end up in jail and in and out and in and out. So you gotta see this is a industry and it's corrupt, but it's a billion dollar industry and you got a lot of even high profile people involved. Some of your politicians, the reason why they're turning a the deaf eye into it, they can pay hush money. Right pay hush money not to get involved and prevent it. So we're in very critical times, we've got to prepare our community, especially because our women are the prime targets. Mm-hmm. And we've yeah. got to know, it. it's too many college students, I was shocked when I found this out too many college students. And these are women of color that are missing and it's not being reported for a reason. The media, the news isn't on it. A lot of them are, they are stifling this information. They're not allowing them, the news reporters to report it. Um, that's why it's being taken on by, you got most of your, your um, organizations that are advocates um, for when people are discriminated against they're taking these reports on and the and getting the news out because the mainstream news is stifling this. They're not touching it. They're not talking about it. They've been censored to not talk about it. Now, from what I do know is they're starting, I think the FBI, I believe it's the FBI. They're starting, um, they have a division that's just going to deal with these cases because it's international now human trafficking has become international as a crime and and unfortunately the the um whether they're children or teenagers or adults they are being shipped from country to country continent to continent and so and the lifespan is so is so low because yes. of all the abuse they under they experience. in one day they could yes. be so like 20 men and a lot of them are lecherous men they're old wealthy men that are just perverse yes yes in their minds and they're doing all kinds of stuff to our women and our children yes. you wouldn't believe yes. it. Um, i believe it so it's just i tell you we really got to become a little more involved in uh the protection and that's really where is at the protection and the security of our young women and children and in the melaninated community because they are the prime target and they want to yeah. get them when they're young, when they're little children, because then they have more time. They, their their lifespans are longer, so they have more time to use and abuse them and make a profit off of doing it. It's just horrible. We've 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 um, reached an all time low in terms of morale, the moral compass of 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 humanity. Just, it's see hard. It. Mm-hmm. And there's a book I wanna um, share. The author's name is Manswell uh, T. Peterson. Manswell T. Peterson. He has a book coming out entitled Snatched. And his book entitled Snatched, I believe it's $10 a copy. It'll. It, it should be on Amazon. It may be on Amazon today. But it's really a good book, well worth buying, because it shows how you would be surprised even the schools here in America. There's people in, in on the inside in schools that are planted there to literally assist with getting our young children snatched. One and so Yes, into yes, into the ring, the the trafficking yes. international crime ring. It's m- horrible. The yes, you wouldn't believe yeah. it. Teachers and I, I principals, know, I know. and they're getting paid. I believe one time they had on TV, they had a woman. She had either daycare or something, and it was um, tied in with that. Yes. So, yeah. Um, yeah, the children, and so our children really need safe havens. They need to know, um, and parents need to know when they are sending their children to, whether it's a daycare or a school, my child is safe and secure here. These people at my child's best interest at heart, these people are safe. You know, and um, clearances, yes. Um, and now I'm glad that they have. It's not just the child abuse clearance. If you're an educator or somebody that's a child care worker, not just child abuse. It's FBI clearance, um, police background check, and also sexual predator mm-hmm. clearance. Because you have a lot of people that they are they are um, classified as sexual predators because. They have, in some way, abused a minor. If you're 14, if you're 15, you're still a minor. Even if they Mm -hmm. consented to doing an act that was older, they are still a minor. In the state of Pennsylvania, I know a lot of laws are changing from state to state. That's why it's so important to look things up. You can actually go online and find out what are the laws as for um sexual consent in some states if a child if a child is saying and if they're 12 or 13 i think in some states they're saying they're allowed to engage in certain activities i'd say no if they're not 21 <laughs> to me they're not grown okay And then some, i've heard men say well if she's 18 and I mean, what if she's 18 and you're 30-something? Uh,
2: mm.
0: It makes wonder right there. Like, is that person okay? But yes, these child predators out here, and they're all on the internet. And a lot of times they said, be careful if your child's on the internet by themselves a lot. Because these child predators, Predators will use a picture of a child to entreat a child and yes. have a child. think They're talking with another child and it's really an right. adult. They have so many tricks up their yes. sleeve.
4: Yes, they do.
0: They are on the prowl and they are really after our youth today. And yes. they're after us as women and especially as yes. native women, they are after us. So we have to really watch out, be aware and be alert. I mean, if you start to see messages, too many messages, you're getting messages and you don't know who this person is, whether it's email, text message, um, if you're on the computer, uh, Facebook message. Hi, how you doing? My name is, and they're introducing yourself, yourself to you. I mean, you're a stranger to me. You could be anybody. You could be Jack the Ripper. Ah. You know, it's like women, we got to be a little more cautious. Don't be so trusting. Don't put your guards down. And also, sometimes just watch when you're outside and about. You notice you're starting to see strangers too close in your proximity. Mm okay whether you're a driver you're noticing this person is just seems like they're following you or something you're walking somewhere it seems like this person is popping up then you're seeing them make notes of things document things i had a person tell me always document write times and days down you may have a stalker They're not just going to come up to you and say, hi, I'm a stalker, and I'm stalking you. <laughs> yeah, you know, we got to think and think some more sometimes and just know if you're seeing this person everywhere you are just popping up and, just, and they're making um, situations happen, so you have to encounter them like going out of the way to be in your personal space. That is a telltale sign. That's a red flag. Something's wrong with that picture. Yeah. Something's wrong with that picture. I mean, it's one thing if somebody's just being kind, you know, hey, you need some help. I noticed you had a lot of bags. Let me help you carry your bags to your door. But I mean, if they're just going out of the way and it's just a constant, Be concerned with that, and you don't know. I mean, these people that become abducted and then people say they don't see them anymore, a lot of times when they have these people rescued, that's how things were at the beginning. They kept seeing this person, this person kept trying to get their attention and going out of the way to do it. Or just, you know, stressing to them, you know, call me. This uh, what are you doing? I mean, you just got to kind of be aware today because there's yeah, just so yeah. much going on, and we have to care. And also note, after the in Haiti after the earthquakes, they said there were missionaries that all of a sudden just came flooding into Haiti, mm-hmm. but. Missionaries had vans, and they were young, and they were Caucasian. And these mm-hmm. missionaries had vans, and they approached these melaninated Haitian children, and a lot of them, they told them to come with them because their parents were dead, and wow. then, they, yeah, and they came and they said, "Come with us. We're here to um, take care of you. Your parents are dead." Well, this one girl, they said she acted out so badly, they couldn't do nothing with her. She said, you're liars. I'm not going with you. Mm. You're liars. My parents are not dead. And they said she ran. All the other children were taken. anymore. Mm. So they found out. They don't know who sent those missionaries, but they said they were definitely a part of the the, um, human trafficking thing
1: because all of them
0: took children. And it was a lot to try to even get maybe one or two of them back. They had to go through a lot of channels because they were moving these children all around the world. Mm. Oh my God. Yeah, they look for these opportunities. So this is a time anybody that has young children, you wanna keep watch of your children right now. Keep them with you at all times because those kinds of people look for times like this when things are just crazy and they know people's minds are on a lot of things and they're Mm -hmm. not as alert all the time and that's when they're going to target and pray and see if they can find children not being supervised not being watched not in the care of adults they're going to seize those children and they're going to lie to them and tell them some kind of a lie to make them believe that Mm -hmm. they have their best interests at heart and they know right. their parents. One of the things it seems like they all always want to say is, "You know, I'm here to take care of you. Your parents um, are dead, or something happened to your parents, and and so we're here to take care of you while your parents can't." So we've got to educate our children on on not being victims during these and times. they need to know not to
4: people is not melanated, you know? They need to That's run right. when they see them. And they have not learned that yet. They still mm. come and take a picture of them and they follow them to the end of time. You know, they should
0: yes. they be fun. You're right. I'm glad you said that. I'm so glad you said that. That's the truth. We got to educate. Because listen, a lot of them educated their children and think that we were the devil.
4: Right, right, every minute. And you know
0: what I mean? So a lot of their children were scared to play with us, or scared to talk they to us. On. Yeah. So, and they did it so good where, I mean, you could go to the playground, have a child. And some of them, I remember hearing a little boy tell a little girl, he said, I can't play with you because you're black.
4: Because you're a
0: so, ah,
2: yeah, ah,
4: yeah. Ah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> white doesn't mean white. Yep. Right. You know, we gotta mm-hmm. tell them that white does not mm-hmm. mean white right people because no. they're snatching, mm-hmm. they are snatching the children. Mm-hmm. And right now, Oregon harvesting. And I was also told our skin
3: is high mm-hmm. on the black market. They oh, are literally it's thirty-five yeah. grand. Yeah, yeah this worth little- queens of poor. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, melanin is worth thirty-five grand. I read this.
0: Mm, mm,
3: mm. Yeah, and I also want to add too, Sage, when you're talking about the curves and all, is that mm-hmm. the plastic surgeons are making money off of them. Making money yeah. off of what? Making money off, you know, the, the natural curves of melanated women. Oh, yes. Yes, the, uh, mm, the women who don't have curves, they're, uh, the plastic surgeon is making money off of them, you know, the implants. Mm-hmm. On a bella, yep. on a bella,
4: mm-hmm. they, they put
0: it wherever you want it, you know. Mm-hmm. Isn't that something? We're in a day and time where what makes us who we are is high mm-hmm. on the black market, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, our skin, they're literally skinning babies, um, skinning people stealing them first, abducting them, and then skinning mm-hmm. them. I was told there are actual factories that's using our skin to make clothing. They make everything. Oh my goodness. Everything, I said they, and they, they are booked
4: up forever. They don't even have any room for orders. They got so many
3: orders.
0: Yeah, it's crazy, and, and years ago, I remember hearing they used to do that and made shoes. A
3: they lot
0: of the years that were made mm-hmm. from our skin years ago during the time when they enslaved melaninated people.
4: Mm-hmm. They was using their
0: used to make shoes.
4: Everything. They make everything. Mm-hmm. And don't forget they eat them.
3: Yes. Oh God. Oh goodness. I saw it say this is Warriors, Queen's support and I saw a picture of an Asian man who was eating a, a fetus. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. I was told that they're in Africa right now. China's in Africa. They've mm-hmm. been raping the black women, um, promising them the world, and these black women that are. Actual owners of land and stuff, they've been um, using them so that they can stay there and they're building businesses all over Africa. It's like the colonization that the, the mm-hmm. British America now the Asians are doing it in Africa right now.
3: Yeah, so you know, right. I want yeah. mm-hmm. and I want to say this is where it's Queens of is that Africa is fighting back, they're putting the Chinese out you know, of the country. Yeah, so but hoping. there's
0: all these children though there's all these children mm-hmm. born and listen it's causing problems because the African men are like that's not our babies <laughs> so mm-hmm. there's not really what they have and then the Chinese men are saying I can't bring no black baby back home to China my wife is <laughs> so, <laughs> so these children mm-hmm. are displaced it's ridiculous mm-hmm. But these women, and I was told by African man, he said a lot of the women was promised things. So they believed that these Asian men was going to deliver. Right. They promised them. And that's the sad part. You know, they take advantage of that. But we got to be smarter then. <laughs> <I know. laughs> they you can promise say. us. Well, don't you believe it? You no.
3: Know? <laughs> <laughs> the music soul don't you forget it. Don't you believe no, no, no. it. <laughs> no, no, no. I believe it or not. Mm. They promised them the world and
0: giving them a piece of glass. I tell you. Mm-mm. Don't give them nothing. Usually they, get,
4: they take that picture and give them a picture and a little trinket or the other something worthless, you know,
0: for mm-hmm. us. Yeah, that's it. We cannot, we can't keep falling for the same okey-dokey. Doke. Doke. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: They counting on us doing it. Mm-hmm. But I was told, there's so many of them, they can And And also, I was told the president of Rwanda, the Chinese um, leader, uh, gave him lots of money. So he let them come over and start building, and they promised they was going to strengthen the infrastructure mm. of the economy in Africa. No, they not. They They're not allowed the to do that. They are Just not like they allowed. Mm-hmm.
4: That's why Gaddafi died. He was going to strengthen it, you know? Anything mm, you can yeah. do for mm. the people of color, you are on your way out.
0: Yeah. You're right. Mm -hmm, Yes. Right. That's true. Because I was told he was trying to establish a currency that would have been um, for all the 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 countries that were of people of color. Right. You know, like Europe has their euro. So he was trying to establish people of color. So, you know, they didn't want that.
3: No mm-hmm. way. And I also want to add, yeah, this yeah, is this Warriors, Queens, poor, and I read how President John Hanson, he was Turtle Island's, um, you know, he was the president of 13 colonies of the United States. He had over over the first central bank, and uh, John Hanson was a Shawnee um, Nation man, Maryland Shawnee Nation. And if yeah. you, have, when you have a central bank, you have a central bank, you are financially um Stable.
0: Next up, yeah, (laughs) independent. You're independent. You don't have to rely on others. Um, You don't have to take loans and stuff. You have your own. Right. Right. That's where we have to get to in terms of our economy. We really must because we've been in debt or debtors for too long, far Mm -hmm. too long when that happens, then they control your finances.
4: They, we so. are simply slaves. We're nothing but slaves, uh-huh. prisoners. We are out most of us and the other one is greater confinement, but we are.
0: It's, crazy. it's, it's creepy. it's creepy to think after all that was done during the civil rights movement that we're not further along in terms of the economic um, mm-hmm. power of our community because we're making every community wealthy. It's yeah. our dollar mm-hmm. that's yeah. circulating in every community's economy except for our own. Mm-hmm. Don't do enough mm-hmm. investing, and, and for
4: Black Wall, all the pennies all the money and they're so mean to the black folks that go in there you know mm.
0: i'm gonna piggyback on that and say i remember years back when i was younger being followed i went into the asian store they looked at me mm. i knew something was wrong because <laughs> as soon as i came in i was looked at it was an older asian woman the next thing i know I'm walking down looking at, you know, to see what's yeah. in the store. What I mean, what I'm about. And I see somebody walking down with me. I'm turning to the side. Like, okay, is everything all right? <laughs> I'm here just, and I said, I, I'm okay. I'm just looking around. I mean, you know, if I need any assistance, I'll let you know. Okay. okay. But it's just, they don't. I don't know. They Now, I will say this. I noticed it stopped after, I guess, 1998. Like, going wow. into year 2000, they stopped following you down the aisle and stuff. That's because of the cameras now. Yeah, because yeah, they got the cameras. You're right. Because right. mm-hmm. it used to just be that bubble glass up in the corner. You know, they had that mirror, that round bubble glass yes. mirror up in the yes.
4: corner.
0: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> So I said, well, we say no better than to follow you around. But uh, I mean, I never got to the "my and pa thing. When we go in there, um, put it on my credit, put it on my credit. Yeah. I said, no, this has gotta stop. This has gotta stop. I said, I will never call them my mom and my pa. They ain't no mom in the to me. Uh. <laughs> I'm you in the store to buy it get out. Yeah. It ain't family like that. But they got mm-hmm. us that way, too. And they always selling mm-hmm. the stuff. And my thing is, um, you're not checking IDs, but you're taking the money. Okay. And selling, them, selling the loose and selling the, the papers and the blunts. All different flavors. Oh, yeah. They're not supposed yeah. to be selling I was told they're not supposed to be selling that no more. Uh, They're stopping goes, they're called. Stopping goes. They're not supposed to be selling because they're saying that contributes to young people um, underage smoking because it's different Mm. flavors. That stuff coming in different flavors. They're not supposed to be selling that. Mm. So we'll see what happens. When after this, Mm. social distancing is over. We'll see if things improve. And people are putting more emphasis on leading better lives, hopefully, and um, not supporting these business owners that are selling items that are vices, which to our community um, just dying. Mm-hmm.
3: And then, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. This is Warriors, Queens of Port, and yeah, and I'm signing off for tonight.
0: Okay. Warriors, thank you for all of your contribution. We're actually on uh, overtime drive. So we're going to end for tonight, but I'm going to ask Miss Daphne, if she can say our final words for us tonight before we close out the show.
4: Okay. Um, Hallelujah. Thank God I'm back because I was having a nervous breakdown trying to oh. get in here and I had the wrong number all the time, you know? I don't know oh. how that happened, but that's for you. Um, <laughs> oh. uh, yeah. um I'm happy to be back and I'll say a little prayer for us. Father God, in the mighty matchless name of Jesus, we thank you for this group, Father God. Father God, give us the words, the message that you want us to have out so we could be more effective, Father God. Father God, all the trafficking and the murder and the organs and stuff, Father God, you see it, you know about it, nothing new. We ask your help in the matchless, mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Go and sin no more.
0: All right, beautiful, powerful. Thank you so much for that prayer. You're welcome. Much needed. And I say shalom, which is Hebrew for peace to all. Good health, and let's lead a better life each day than we do that day before and and we'll get better and reach our best love you and blessing yes, yes that's yes. right and i love the way you keep it together <laughs> thank you we love you too <laughs> and mm-hmm. warrior is and she announced we going in our seventh uh anniversary year for this show so wow. we're really yes yes indeed Going into our seventh year, and I think we mm-hmm. started whether it, it's twenty fourteen, so this is um, the it 2013,
3: It was twenty thirteen. We started.
0: <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. thank you. So this is our seventh year at,
3: as of the end of May, right? The twentieth of May. Okay. No, I just—that's so, why I said May 2020 because I do not remember the date. <laughs> and it was—I believe it was May. I believe it was
0: May because it was in. April. Yeah, it was May. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were discussing we'd be
3: starting soon, and then come May we did it. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, I was a guest. I was a guest. The next thing you know, I'm co-hostess.
4: ha
0: ha ha ha! Marvelous.
3: Yes. <Yeah. laughs>
0: So we're excited. We're looking forward to, and next week's show is going to be all about um, for our community um, in terms of finance and starting your own business. And when you start your own business, what are the resources that are available to you? We have a financial service um, lead consultant representative from Carpenter Financial Services, a woman of color, and she is helpful, help, many business owners, small business owners in particular that needed money and and they needed it fast. And some of them, the banks rejected because listen, our banks, believe it or not, Mm -hmm. they are still following a lot of the uh, Jim Crow laws. Without a doubt. Mm -hmm. And if you're from here and a person of color, you wouldn't think this, but nine out of 10 times you're going to be rejected when you go for that business loan, but someone from another country mm-hmm. that's a person of color won't. So that's that lets right. you know that's right. Prologues for those here. we've been mm-hmm. marked in a certain classification. So mm-hmm. we've got to upgrade our identification that will cost you yes. something but it won't break your bank. and it's worth you doing because after mm-hmm. a while like, when they start this real ID, um for for identification when that becomes law I believe everyone has to have that by October first. Whatever it says you are, that's gonna determine what your benefits are. Mm-hmm. So you wanna be conscious of it yeah, yeah. sure.
2: mm-hmm.
0: and make sure yeah, that you know yeah. your um descent yeah. and it has to say that. Upgrade your status yeah, you I can think... do it easily. Mm-hmm. And I would not go with black. Black does not determine your no. nationality no. you have to be specific no. moving into yes. 2021. If you want your benefits, you gotta, you gotta be, uh, you have to have a national classification.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Black is a color, white yes, is
3: so this a... Is color. Warriors, mm-hmm. Yes, and this is Warriors, Queens of Poor and for the 2020 census, I checked other, and I wrote Indigenous, Native American, and I wrote my two nations. I'm a Ninyanwea, renamed Cherokee, and Sioux. And I saw American Indian, and I knew it was incorrect because I am not an immigrant. Mm -hmm. Okay, make it plain. Mm
0: -hmm. And those that are going to go with African, it's time to find out what country in Africa. You can have that on. Mm -hmm. I think they said Oprah Winfrey started using Liberia because she had a blood test done. And that was what it showed up for her so i want to encourage everyone you got to get specific for this upcoming um uh, year going into 2021 because come october 1st whatever it says on your id that's how they're going to rank and treat you and the jim crow laws say if you're black then you're not even considered equal to white (laughs) you better believe it Yeah, we gotta change that black classification and realize you're melanin. Yes. Mm-hmm. You are melanin. Yes, melanated. Yes. And if mm-hmm. you want to go with your nationality, find out if you have indigenous. Find out what nation. Whether it's Choctaw, mm-hmm. Shawnee, Tuscarora. is Choctaw. Mine is Choctaw, mm-hmm.
4: from Mississippi. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So you know, and you can get that. Uh, they may require mm-hmm. that you have somebody's birth certificate, whether it's your grandparents or um, great-grandparents or a picture or something that shows them with mm-hmm. the actual, um, you know, garb on it or something that connects you with that nation. Sometimes it's just a matter of you contacting mm-hmm. your local um, indigenous yes. mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. council and you can get it through them. They can provide, you. you'll meet with them, they'll ask some free mm-hmm. questions. They can provide you with a letter that you can use and go mm-hmm. to the court and change and upgrade your status. But we've got to get a nationality yeah. distinction. Mm-hmm. They stole it from us yes. years ago and from our
3: people. Hey, you know it's so, weird, James Brown. Yeah. James oh, Brown God. said, say it loud, I'm black and I'm proud, but he identified as his, his nation, which was Apache.
0: Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. A lot of them did. Yeah. They went through Jesse Jackson, his mother's. Um, I forget yeah. what it was. It wasn't African. It, she was indigenous. He used it was his Chickasaw. Mother. Yeah, he used his. Michael Jackson. Yeah.
3: Jackson
0: family. Um, and then one time he shared with someone his uncle those dances that he would do. His uncle that was yes. uh, Native American taught him those dances. Mm. So yeah, see, were making, Reverend yeah, and, Jackson, Jackson. Cho- Blackfoot and Choctaw. Yeah. Mm. You,
4: You're talking about yeah. Reverend Jesse Jackson was taught some dance? No,
0: no, no. Michael Jackson. That was Michael oh, Jackson. Oh, Michael
3: Jackson. Yeah. A Reverend,
0: uh, a Reverend uh, Jackson's mother did um, know uh, her heritage. Yeah, her, yeah. Yeah, what she told him he was, that's what he claimed. Mm-hmm. So, you yeah. know, yeah. black is not enough.
3: Black is not enough. They have, you have, to have a nationality. Yeah. Nation. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, and I would recommend contacting, uh, subscribe to Dane Calloway on YouTube. He would tell you all the information that you need. Mm-hmm.
0: And, and know your local chapters, because they do have, like, you know, you talk to your elders and your family. But you can look up mm-hmm. online local chapters for whatever they, they say you're, you're native if you have indigenous heritage, mm-hmm. whatever they say it is. Mm-hmm. If you have African heritage, you got to know the country now. Um, because yeah. if you say i African, up, mm-hmm. that's not enough. Mm-hmm. Go they're gonna ahead. Put, mm-hmm. They're going to put you in yes. a rank and class of black. If you're in a rank and class mm-hmm. of black, guess what? You can be a slave. They may decide, everybody mm-hmm. that's in that class of black, you are going to work on this farm. It's going to go back to the
3: mm-hmm. way today. Yeah, when well, the tenants, they had the Native Americans, you know, working for the foreigners. They were not, got, the roles got switched because the uh, okay. Native Americans were the uh, landlords and the foreigners were the tenants. And then they did the trickery right, and boom, right. you know, the roles switched. And mm-hmm. I looked up my name, last name and it said the origin aboriginal
0: Mm -hmm. they have what was called surnames if you was of Cherokee Mm -hmm. there were certain surnames that distinguished Mm -hmm. you from just a a group of people that were referred to as black or Africans so Mm -hmm. you do need to do the research it's not hard today because of the internet there's a lot of information you can Mm -hmm. access to look it up But find out, talk to your elders in your family and find out what Mm -hmm. your your parents were. And that's what you want to go about getting your Mm -hmm. nationality distinction upgraded from black Mm -hmm. to whatever they were.
3: And uh, yes, and people will look at me and they'll say, Are you Indian? They just look at me and they did that throughout my life. They would just ask me that they, they could see it. Mm hmm.
0: Yeah, there's features mm-hmm. of every, and remember, indigenous um, came in a variety of nations. Mm-hmm. It's not just one look. Yes. Not everybody mm-hmm. had straight hair, some had curly and thick hair. Mm-mm. Not everybody had yeah. slanted mm-hmm. um, eyes, some had full, round eyes. Mm-hmm. Not everybody had thick lips, some had thin lips. But there's a variety of nations, so it is important to know your family tree. That's why it's important to have family reunions and family uh, meetings and all, and talk to the elders of your family, because they can give you pictures, mm-hmm. tell you locations and, and places which mm-hmm. can help you. There's an actual map. You can go online and look it up for the indigenous nations, and it shows you what um, nation resided in what state, which helps you if you're trying to identify what mm. your people are. So, you know, the information is available. You can even um, get the Almanac, the Native American Indigenous Almanac. You can look that up online. The American Amazon. Indian Almanac,
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah, Amazon's mm. ahead. And you can find out yeah, I, yeah. It it easy to really discover what nation your people are from, because most of them just from where mm-hmm. they live, it distinguishes them. You know, as to what nation. Okay. I mean mm-hmm. the state of Delaware. All right. But it's mm-hmm. good to yeah we got to know that time to know it and African again if you want to go with African. Um, because a lot of us have mixed heritage. You want to go with African, then you need to get that blood test done. I'm not talking about Ancestry.com. I'm talking about you go to the <laughs> hospital and let the doctors do it. Okay, that is more accurate. And they will tell you specifically what region of Africa, which will help you, so you can claim that heritage if you're going to go with African. It's up to you. Okay. Okay, but we need to know what nation at this point, because they're going to start discriminating mm-hmm. against people that are black again. And remember, black does not mean skin color alone. It's a classification mm-hmm. according to Jim Crow laws. And really, it was the people that they didn't want to acknowledge. They called them black. Yeah. Everybody has a nation. Every nation has yes. a flag. So don't believe mm-hmm. that lie. You are you are more than black.
2: Mm-hmm. You
0: have a nation. Oh, yeah. And and, and,
3: yeah.
0: Yeah. Taught, and I'm not talking mm-hmm. about just
3: copper colored. Yeah. 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 Copper colors. Malcolm X said. He said you are aboriginal, which means dark skinned people. Dane Calloway said about copper colors days of dark to light skin.
0: Now, aboriginal meaning original people. It just means the mm-hmm. first. Or the original mm-hmm. people of a land. So that's the first thing. You got to know what words actually mean. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now, your people were from this land. Why are you saying that you're African? If your great grandparents mm-hmm. were if Americans, that means they were from here. Yes. No, no. If they were,
3: tall,
0: whatever, Choctaw, they were from here. Mm-hmm. So you don't fall into the African thing. The ones who have great-grandparents and great-great-grandparents who were from Africa, yes. And they most of them can tell you what country. And a lot of them still speak some of that language. Mm-hmm. So there's a distinction. We got two different groups here now. Mm-hmm. Two different groups mm-hmm. of elements. People and if we're relying on white history, white American mm-hmm. history to tell us who we are, we are already sorry.
3: They're
0: mm-hmm. not going to tell us the full truth. They never did.
3: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I want to add about what. <clears throat>
0: why would your oppressors tell you that they, they oppressed you and they lied? Mm-hmm. Why would they tell you that? They're not going to tell you the truth. Oh no, no.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like with Black Panther, that was actually you know about Turtle Island before it was uh, colonized. Mm-hmm. All right, okay. America's original name is uh, Turtle Island.
0: Right, and then
3: um, the actual name
0: of what is referred to as Africa was a uh, Mm -hmm. which means the Garden of Eden. So there's a lot of misinformation. There's been a lot of misinformation. You got to remember, Africa was... Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Find out who was Africa. Whose name was Africa. That was a European man. Mm
3: -hmm. So Uh, why are we... Oh, yeah, Scorpius Africa. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, Africanus. Somebody. Mm -hmm. It wasn't that, it was something
4: different, but I can't remember what it was. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that was a
0: conqueror that went around stealing Mm -hmm. other people's land. So, why are we even using that name Mm -hmm. to reference that landmass? So, we need to really know the history behind certain names. But the original, Mm -hmm. uh, this, this land, North America, was actually called. Turtle Island. And I was told it was called that because at that time, a lot of turtles washed up on the shore. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it was called Turtle Island. And it was another name they gave it because it was the land of plentifulness. So it was a very Mm -hmm. um, fertile land. A lot of crops grew well but due to contamination, we're not even seeing the land yielding its fruit like it used to many years ago. Right. They're saying this year, for some reason, they've been watching the earth. Even the coral reefs are reproducing themselves at a faster rate, more faster than normal. So earth is actually healing herself right now and being regenerated. Mm -hmm. Which is a positive thing, Atlanta, Georgia. I did some research. Why was Georgia um, sectioned off and called Atlanta? Who knows the history of Atlantis? Oh, that who knows? Oh, under was, the water, under the sea? Mm-hmm. Right, the city that went under the water. Well, Georgia was one of the main points of Atlantis. Atlantis was right here in the U.S. Mm-hmm. all the way up okay. to canada it went from that area of georgia massed over on the east coast through pennsylvania all the way up to canada was atlantis oh really it was yes it was here wow atlantis And there's still gold in the hills of Georgia. That wasn't just a song that was sung. A lot of the folk songs told the truth. The Mississippi River was a sacred river. There was a certain song they used to say, bow Mississippi, bow Mississippi. That was really a reverence. They were honoring it as a sacred water. People would go and gather that water in, and it was known to have healing properties. The Mississippi River, which goes from north to south. In this Uh land, in this land, there's a lot of history of this land that has Mm -hmm. not been in our schools. Mm -hmm. And it's been hidden for a reason. Again, Mm. the oppressors do not want the original people's descendants to know who they are. Right. And to know whose land this really is. That song, This Land Mm. Is Your Land, This Land Is My Land, from California Mm. to the Virgin Islands. You know what that was actually saying? This land was indigenous. Queen Khalifa was not fictitious, she was an Amazon an indigenous woman of color and she lived where? In the mountains or the hills of California and so did her tribe. Now what, what was her name? Mojave. Queen Mojave. Khalifa. And California was named after her. Queen Khalifa. Oui, Queen Queen Khalifa. Khalifa that was named after Mm -hmm. a woman of color there's a lot of history but listen to the Mm -hmm. song even the i believe the marines you're singing from the halls of montezuma all of
3: that
0: yes the original Mm -hmm. people were the ones who were the first here. Right, without a doubt. Who yeah. uh-huh. established the, even the naming of the rivers, the states, Susquehanna, um, uh-huh. Full Kill, those are indigenous names. No European uh-huh. person put them names on them rivers. Uh-huh. Okay, okay. What is it? Yosemite Park and all these different. It's, those are indigenous mm-hmm. names? Indigenous people named mm-hmm. all of this. Okay. Now, when the colonists came over, that's when we started seeing those names coming in, like Victoria, Virginia, and Lord Baltimore. Baltimore now's named Baltimore, but find out what was the original names of those states. Mm-hmm.
3: Before the mm-hmm. college, yeah. before
0: 1492, when they started mm-hmm. coming over here and still in our land, yeah, naming, yes. them, mm-hmm. renaming. remember, renaming because everything was named already, mm-hmm. right, right, right. Mm-hmm.
4: And they either whitewashed it and whatever, mm-hmm. but changed mm-hmm. it all around, you know.
0: but it's so no, much. Even
3: Christopher Columbus, mm, yeah. Christopher Chris, Columbus was a Spanish moor.
0: And he never, he never landed here. He landed in the Bahamas. And if you, and,
3: and most of us <laughs> <his> <laughs> ah, but ah, if
0: he ah, ah. his to college, that's what he described. It was an island. But he was in the Bahamas. He wasn't even here. And he said they were dark skinned. So the natives were not mm. like Like you see the ones in um, uh, Ohio and the different, um, you know, Wyoming and all that now. They were dark. The original ones were dark. The mixing happened Mm. after Columbus and different ones invaded. Then you see the lighter complexion. But no, everybody was dark at first. All the natives was dark.
3: Right, right. Yeah, that's so what Dane said. Dane said different shades of brown from light to from dark to light.
0: Mm-hmm. I saw
3: pictures. American Indian. They were
0: dark. Dark, 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 dark.
3: Mm-hmm. Dark, 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 yeah. dark. Even the Blackfoot, they yeah. The Blackfoot painted their mock the bottom, their moccasins um black. Mm-hmm they wanted people to know they wanted the
0: the history the truth to be known for all
3: generations and tupac shakur yeah tupac shakur was aztec Mm -hmm. yeah the ones
0: that came and you can kind of tell is certain features um you'll notice but a lot of the ones that they are calling Mexican today, a lot of them are either Aztec yeah. or I'm trying yeah. to think the name. It's a, another group. But they are Mayan and Inca. Yes,
3: Mayan, that's yeah.
0: it. Mayan yeah. and the
3: Aztecs. And Inca.
0: And the Incas, yes. And they yeah. had pyramids that are ancient, even dating before. They said some pyramids are even right here, they're covered up. It's still believed the art museum Mm -hmm. in Philadelphia is standing on top of one. Mm -hmm. It's built on top of one. The art museum in the state, in the city Mm -hmm. of Philadelphia, was built on top of one. And how I know that's not a lie, drive around the city and see how that art museum, the way it's proportioned in comparison to everything else it's just the way they used to build those pyramids they had those steps that go all the way up and then at the top is the pinnacle because that's where the sun met when they had the sacrifices they would do it right at the top of the the pinnacle and if you look at the way the art museum is built you can't miss that okay So it's just a lot of hidden knowledge. That's why it's good to be a part of groups. And I'm going to be sharing information. There is a study group and it consists of indigenous people right here in, in Philadelphia. But they meet together and what they do is they discuss the history of our city. And they they eat the even the streets and how Market Street, Center City, all of that, those were actual areas. Um, I'm trying to think of the part in Kensington. Um, all of that was stumping grounds of the indigenous communities of people. Okay. Philadelphia was first occupied by indigenous nations.
2: hmm
0: and if you go to Penn's Landing, you see a statue. I'm trying to think of the name of that chief. But it, he's there and he's, he's got the, um, I believe it's an eagle on his shoulder. And his hand is pointing towards the um, that river right there. Mm-hmm. Right on Penn's Landing. But he was, that marker was put there because he was the main chief. I think they said William Penn had a yeah. treaty with him. William Penn's grandson, or something like that, which that treaty was not even honored. But um, <laughs> the the Lenny, Lenape, the Wapenaw, all those different nations were here in Pennsylvania, Tuscarora, and they had very <laughs> and and important positions, and the government acknowledged them too. A lot has changed like over the years the government has not been as kind and i wonder too is it because they know a lot of the people that are claiming to be of indigenous ancestry are five percenters they white as white mm-hmm. and big <laughs> just, mm-hmm.
3: yeah and just elizabeth warren
0: and trying to tell us they Native American. And I looked at some pictures of the Native Americans from the 1400s and the 1500s and 1600s. The they was dark. They was dark and dark. I'm like, where okay. these white people So they're 5%ers. they They're they 5%ers. And they're claiming the thing. They know the law, so they claiming their five percent, and they getting benefits. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, benefits. Mm-hmm. So we better start getting our benefits. We know we came from yeah, mm-hmm. nations of people. It, it's our time to start getting our benefits now. Mm-hmm. So they five percent. They've been getting their five percent. <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: Oh goodness. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, the entertainers were, uh, yeah, and the entertainers, the indigenous Native American entertainers were telling it through us in code. How
0: about, oh, wait a minute, remember the song when we was growing up, We was at um, jam on it, and they used to do the roll call, for the different nations, uh-huh. yeah, there was a song when we was teenagers that was out. And they said, Comanche, and they named all of the different um, nations. And it was like a roll call, and it was a
3: hit song. Oh, yeah. And and, uh, and Sage, mm -hmm. I want to say this, Sage, and you said if you are by law, you had to be indigenous or more to be royal blood. And on Mm -hmm. Criminal Minds, uh, Shamar Moore's uh, last uh, final episode, when Rossi told him about his son. He said, I saw your prince down the hall sleeping like it was his job.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, I mean, they got uh, him. And in fresh, in the fresh prince of Bel Air. The fresh prince of Bel Air. Prince, there again.
0: <laughs> well, listen, mm-hmm. when's the- a lot of people knew, some people didn't. Red Fox mm-hmm. did affirm his Native American status. Mm-hmm. He known, he knew what he was and um, who he came mm-hmm. from. Red Fox from Sanford and Son.
3: Okay.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, and Felicia and, Rashad, Claire Huxtable on the Cosby Show. She identifies Native know. American. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: If you look up Red Fox and, and the way this was spelled with the two X's, but he was definitely proud of his heritage. Uh, yeah. So a lot of them, they did know they knew their their uh, heritage.
3: Yeah. And I have read somebody posted this up. I'm read that um Malcolm X's mom was put in a mental institution for refusing to deny her Native American heritage.
0: Uh-huh.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I found
0: out and in the state of Georgia, they was uh causing the census. A lot of them would not um say they were black. My father's mother's uh grandfather told her. When she was a little girl, you are not black. Because the whites was coming mm-hmm. through there and telling them that they had to uh register as black. They could not register as what they were. Wow. Mm-hmm.
1: my grandmother still mm-hmm. remembered her mm-hmm.
0: grandfather telling her, You are not black, you are Cherokee. Mm-hmm. And that's what oh, she to say. And she told us when we were little, she told us that. So it was not difficult for me to embrace my heritage in that regard because she would rehearse it in our ears every time we visited with her Mm
2: -hmm.
0: and tell us that's what her grandfather always told her and she wanted us to know. So it is important Mm -hmm. that elders communicate the history to the generations
3: after them. Mm. And I want to add to this Warriors Queen Zipporah is that the reason why uh, Native Americans were forced to accept the quote-unquote black label is because they were, as Dane Calloway said, they were threatened with one-year imprisonment or lynched Uh, in other other ways that he wouldn't bother to mention.
0: Well, I'll share this. We found out, um, I think it was my uh, yeah. My grandmother's grandfather—he had to run from Florida because he smacked the mm-hmm. white man. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> <laughs> he, the white man, called him a nigger, and he said, "What did you say?" He said, "I am Cherokee." He told him who he descended from, and he smacked him. And in the <laughs> state of Florida, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in the state of Florida,
2: they <laughs> lynched him mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> <And> to run. <laughs> Family, he couldn't tell them where he was going, so he originally was in Florida and he escaped to Georgia, and that's where he met my great 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 grandmother,
4: yeah.
3: and they got together. But yeah, there yeah. I tell you, it's something. Yeah, and out. yeah, and the N word, yeah, and the N word, niggerly, nigger means stingy. It's from the uh, word niggerly, which means stingy look it up (laughs) yeah
0: it was a bad word and like Mm -hmm. if you were indigenous Mm -hmm. you weren't called that you were called what you were so to him that Mm -hmm. white man dishonored his his people you know and his Mm -hmm. his family honor so you know he felt he was defending his family honor he smacked them into next week i was like if i could go back and that's one thing i would want to witness to see if i could
3: go back and go in the time machine and just be there to see Uh, 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 there was the beginning of uh marshall the beginning of marshall film the the preview where those men was messing with third group marshall and the the native man pointed the gun at them So this is mr third group marshall the man's an attorney you will treat him with the respect he deserves (laughs)
0: okay hey they had to be bold they were strong they ain't take that mess okay but that's the way it was I, I remember rooting about um i'm trying to remember the name frederick Douglass. And they said, um, he we was tired. The white man whipped him, he took the whip and whipped the white man. After that, he had the one for his life and escape, you know. Sometimes, hey, you got to give them their medicine. to get,
4: look, enough of this. You know, it looks mm-hmm. like the Indians could have poisoned those arrows and killed them with mm-hmm. that or something, or the, the ones in Africa, the, the poison darts or something, you know?
3: They're <laughs> hey, being the Amazon, the poison darts. They're being Brazil, Amazon Brazil. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah? Hey. You know, she's right mm-hmm. though. That's meaning something because
0: even within the indigenous population, remember, nations were fighting. There was infighting going on. They called it right. tribal war. And I think whenever you have an enemy, they look for that. They want to find out well, mm-hmm. where is the weakness. And if they know yes. the yeah yes. and the Choctaw or the Seminole and the Shawnee mm-hmm. are not you know, getting along, then they they use those weaknesses, and it and there's instances yes, where yeah. they got those yeah. um, rival, uh nations to turn against each other, and some right, joined right, right, and slaved other. Yeah, that's this, what
3: Dane was talking about. Yeah, mm.
0: that's how they got right, in mm-hmm. it's Africa too. That's how they were able to get exactly in. exactly when they find the they find, you know, how are they divided? How are the people divided? You know, and, and that's right. what they prayed for. And so, then they yeah. give
3: that side uh, guns and uh, exactly. uh, so they kill yeah, That's how there was the, the, the Civil War. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and then that's and they, yeah, that's what the they, Civil War was uh, about. The Native American Civil War. Native versus Native. Right, yeah. like yes. but they're yes.
0: doing it now because there were gang members mm-hmm. that said... Oh, the government used to drop crates of guns in our community so we can mm. continue warring with each other. Right, right, From right. all up till now. That has still been going. The government is definitely funding. Mm-hmm. That. Mm-hmm. Mm. How else would they have the weapons? Come on now, how else would they have these high-powered rifles? Right, 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 right.
4: And they ain't got no shoes on, but they got high power rifles. You know? <laughs> 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 All right. Yeah.
3: All right, I'm gonna get off now. I'm gonna sign off for tonight. This is Warriors Queens of Horror. All right,
0: Thank Warriors King Well. Thank you, Ms. Daphne. Thank you for yeah. giving us time, Warrior is Queen, and, and Miss Daphne, for your input. This was good. And don't forget, next week, you can spread the word. We're going to be talking about finance, and we're going to learn about how we can finance our own businesses in our community. So Black Wall Street mm-hmm. will arrive again post this global mm-hmm. pandemic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <it's> <laughs> You
2: know, this ain't going to last.
3: All um, right, this word to, is quick. Uh, yeah, I just to say, this ain't going to last uh,
0: long, but also, we got to remember, every time before a major election, it seems like it's always some kind of um pandemic or epidemic. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yes, so, yes. so this is not anything new, actually, but I'm concerned about these murder hornets. I did hear about them. They're oh they're heading God, our way. reading about that.
1: Yeah, they did one, can... sting,
0: one sting from them. And it showed them literally taking bees and tearing them in half. These things are were created. They tore a bee. Yes, yes, yes. Almost two inches or two and a half inches long for one. That's I've never seen hornets that big. And it took like your regular honeybees. And they're saying uh-huh. it's definitely going to pull the honeybees out. It took one and tore it in half. And fed it to its larva, its babies. Oh I my, said, I'm out. Yeah. I'm out of here. <laughs> if what they, I'm going, going underground. I'm either going underground or I'm leaving the state. I said, no uh, things. With <laughs> that one thing, and it'll kill a human. I said, no way. This Right after a global pandemic, we don't need that. And they're claiming, of course, that these hornets came from Asia. Everything's coming from Asia. I don't believe that. Nothing from America, you know? I do believe it was created in the lab because I saw the way it tore the bees in half and fed them to the baby. It just didn't look right. It just looked like something from a sci-fi movie. So, not natural. They don't do that to their
4: own, you know?
0: They just created this thing. Man, this is crazy. I said after one wall was passed, another wall come. Now we got murder, and that's what they named the murder hornets. They said the scientists Uh murder hornets.
4: Ladies, what good night, you? y'all. We still here. I love you all. It's great being back with Very you. True. Have a great night.
0: Yes. And I said year 2020, this is a year we none of us will forget. It's a year of yes, remembrance. Yes. Yes, yes. yes. Oh my gosh, help us all. Well, peace good and night, blessings you, to everyone. All. And we'll rejoin on next Tuesday. Don't forget 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Talkshoe.com. And our show's ID number is 133193. It's a six digit number, One
4: three three. I got it written down, Nine. I know where it is now.
0: Yes, and you can call in to participate. When you tune in, you can call in 867-292-3066. 867-292-3066 will be starting live at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're going to have Sandra Carpenter speaking about financial services. And yes, we can finance our own businesses. And if you have your own small business, you don't want to miss tuning in because you're going to find out what resources and sources are available to you. She'll be discussing them and how, yes, in spite of what those roadblocks are that seem to hinder many people of color from being able to access finance who are starting their own businesses. There's always a way where there's a will. Remember, there's a way And and her financial services will be discussing how you can go about it successfully and legitimize your business in terms of its financial resources. Peace and blessings to everyone. Let's stay alive, stay healthy, stay watchful, and prayerful. Peace and blessings to all. Peace
4: and love to all. Good night.
0: Good night.
4: Love you much. Love you.